Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike McMasunas. How's everybody doing today? Doing great, guys. Welcome back. Finally, STL has returned. T Mac Masunas, what's up, girl? I'm doing great. Woohoo! Three months it's been since we have been here. Can you believe it? Three months. I'm kind of ashamed. Yeah, we should have recorded sooner, but then we had a lot of things going on, so we couldn't get out an episode because we didn't have time to sit down, watch something, and then come and record. It's true. So the last episode we did officially was Hush, which was super fun. I absolutely love that movie, and it was kind of perfect because we unfortunately didn't do anything for October, our favorite month. In fact... This October was pretty terrible when it came to us because October being our favorite month is, you know, horror movies every single day. And I think we did like four the entire month of October. It was pretty pathetic. And I'm kind of ashamed of that as well, which, you know. I mean, we're watching horror movies now. Yeah, but it's just... For the sake of October, we kind of sloughed off. But there's so much news and just things that happen to us. Uh, it's been it's been insane. Uh, basically, long story short, is uh, one of the reasons why we were gone for so long is I got approved for this amazing grant. So if you don't know already, I'm a computer tech and I'm an IT technician, essentially. I, I travel, you know, I go to fix computers, printers, servers, you know, I'm, I'm in the office, but not too much. I mostly just kind of go from business to business, you know, people call me and it's nice. I'm part of a, a part of a place that I make a difference in everybody's life, which is awesome. And um, one of my clients is a place that, uh, you know, if you need help with, say, a ComEd bill or you need help with an ICOR bill, you just, you know, they send you a disconnect. This is the place you go to try to get help. And even though I make good money, my wife, you know, she doesn't get any, she doesn't get healthier, you know, with, you know, just sometimes she gets worse than better. And so she's kind of been off work a little bit. I mean, she's still working, but not nearly as much. So it's kind of like, you know, as she said, it's almost like having a single household, even though two people are working just because she's not working the amount of hours that she would. So essentially, it's almost like we qualify for like low income, if you will. And there's this program called weatherization. Uh, And what weatherization is, is where they come to make your house more energy efficient. And I decided that, you know what, and these guys are my friends, you know, I I take really good care of them. And they were like, yeah, you should sign up, Mikey. So I essentially with four people in the house, I barely matched what I needed to to not go over the limit. And I they essentially put me to the top of the list and they approved me to get this grant, which gets me a new furnace a new water heater, and both of these are energy efficient, mind you. And then I also got uh, this this fan. It goes in the bathroom that con- that's on 24-7. And it's also, um, it tells... Uh, uh, motion sensor? Yeah, it's motion censored. So it kicks on higher as you're in there. It's to help get the moisture out. It's to help keep the good air in and the bad air out. You know, make sure you don't get mold and that kind of stuff. 
and then uh, also to replace windows. And then the biggest thing is insulation. Now, typically, insulation is, you know, most houses have it and they fill in whatever you don't have to make it, you know, obviously more energy efficient to keep the heat in. And in our house, you could hear everything going on outside. I mean, you can hear a conversation happen to what? Down the block? And mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. So um, the, the, they came in. We had to get our house cleaned up big time. I mean, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but there were some rooms where it was just kind of like 15 years of laziness, if you will. It was like, yeah, let's throw that in here and we'll take care of it later. Well, that laziness, you know, you work 40 hours a week and you get home and the last thing you want to do is you want to work on that room. You just want to do the basics, you know, laundry and dishes and all that good stuff. So it was like, okay, well, you got to get all this, you know, all these areas cleaned out so there's a path. And so it was like, okay, so it was basically a good solid month and a half of just all of us working together just just to get rid of crap. You know, I mean, we did how many garbage bags of, of crap did we get out of the house? We went through at least 60 bags because 60. <clears throat> yeah, because we bought two 15 bags from Walmart, which that's 30. And then we used a whole thing from mom's work, which had 30 in it. So 30 plus 30 is 60. So we went through 60 garbage bags, not including the ones in the basement. Wow. Filled with. Yeah, and, and my basement's limestone, and I just, over the years, I just had stuff in my basement that, you know, I just hadn't gotten rid of. So it was a perfect thing, it was a perfect motivation to get you to get your house in order, because it's $15,000 that they're going to put into your house, and it's free money. It's not one of those grants where I have to stay in the house for so long. I mean, I've already been in here 19 years, but... It was just, you know, in order for you to get this stuff, you had to meet all of the certain criteria. So I had to spend all of my time, all my free time, you know, working on that. So that's one of the reasons why uh, we didn't do it. And then finally, when the job happened, it was pretty crazy because, you know, uh, one day they put in the furnace and then the water heater and then you find out that, hey, were you getting headaches because you were getting carbon monoxide in the house yeah. because things weren't hooked up correctly. Uh, but it's awesome because my furnace was uh, 17, yeah, 17 years old. So it was right at the point where I needed to get it, you know, replaced. And uh, they everything's energy efficient. So they did all new piping. Everything's going outside. Uh, my actual dryer was uh, not vented outside. It was inside. So it could cause an electrical fire with all that, you know, crap in the air and stuff. So that got... Uh, put outside and the water heater's energy efficient. It's really awesome. And then the crazy thing is with the insulation, it was really only supposed to take a day. It turned into two full days. These guys were here from like nine to five one day with no break. The second day they were here from nine to eight with like no lunch because they just wanted to get things done. And the insulation that they put in the house I, I had zero insulation, not a little bit. I had zero because the house was built in 1901. So they built the house strong, but they couldn't care less about energy efficiency. So it took two full days to give us insulation. So now it's much warmer, quieter. They gave us a steel door. And of course, you know, my little one is absolutely in love with that door, playing with the steel, with the, with the deadbolt. So it's been awesome. And then just, you know, keeping the house clean. So finally, it was like after all of that was done, 
it was time to come back and do podcasting. Well, then at the end of Hush, we said, okay, well, when we come back, we're going to do the Regina George uh, double feature. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, we were going to do Game Night and we were going to do Mean Girls. Oh, it came out. Yeah. But at the same time, Cobra Kai Season 2 has been a long requested thing for us to do, which we were supposed to do right right after it came out. And, uh, of course, Jameson is super, super busy. Our schedules just don't meet anymore, which really sucks. So I'm hoping and praying that for the year-end episode, we can do that again and do what we did last year, which is we all had our top 10 songs and our top 10 favorite movies of the year. That was so fun. So I'm hoping to get them on for that. But it was like, okay, what did people want to hear more? And Cobra Kai Season 2 is what people want to hear more. Now, of course... You know, season two not only is over, but season three is officially started, has officially wrapped. And we're going to be getting that, God willingly, in April of next year. So I guess this is perfect timing because you've probably heard every single podcast review there is out there. Obviously, the best is Cobra Kai Companion, my boy, Time Traveling Peter. Uh, as I like to say now, I guess he's Cobra Kai Peter because he's got the Cobra Kai Empire. But that's the best podcast you can possibly listen to because it's in detail, second by second blow of everything happening every episode. He's got interviews up the wazoo. I think there's like 30 or 40 interviews at this point with the cast and crew. It's just phenomenal. It's the best content you're going to get out there. So this episode is definitely not going to be you know, a play-by-play, episode-by-episode. We're going to do what we did with season one when Jameson was on. We treated it like a movie. We treated it like a five-hour movie, and that's exactly what we're going to do on this one because there's so many podcasts out there that are reviewing this episode-by-episode, but not many of them treat it like a movie. So that, I guess, will help to set us apart. That's my goal. Is just to treat it like a movie, like we would anything else. Because that, to me, is what this is. It's a five-hour long movie. Season one was a five-hour long movie. Season two is a five-hour long movie. So that's kind of how we're going to make it a little bit different than the ones out there. If you want the blow-by-blow, detail-by-detail, go check out Cobra Kai Companion because that'll be your 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 the, the spot to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I'm so excited. I can't even get the words out of my mouth. That's how it is. So can't get the words out of your mouth, man. I know, right? <laughs> so uh, before we jump in to the review of Cobra Kai season two, let's get into some news. I lace the boots up. It's straight to the door, cause this is worth fighting for. I get my head right, the heart's gotta follow. Whisper a prayer like there ain't no tomorrow. Take a breath, and I exhale slow. I wasn't made for this kind of cold. This ain't the kind of place that you wanna know. These are the elements I'm telling you, bro. This world is up in my grill. This world is shooting to kill. This world always gotta be stealing my heart. This world always trying to rip my family apart. I'll fight the elements I'll fight the elements I I've got spirit, I've got faith I might burn but I won't break I'll fight the elements I And I'm a go
so let's get into some news. So needless to say, on the last uh, part of the house thing, feeling super, super blessed. So good times there. And uh, it's it feels good to finally, you know, uh, what, 18 years of having my house just piss away all that energy and heat. It feels good to finally, you know, have a nice solid house. So in regards to the news, what we're going to do is play a little catch up because while we have been on hiatus, for three months uh, we were watching a lot of good good stuff so I guess we'll kind of talk about uh, Black Thursday is that what we're gonna call it I swear that's what I call it so for uh, for Thanksgiving Day we stuffed our face and then we decided that we're gonna go to Walmart and do the six o'clock movies so the flyer had movies that i just didn't really care about but i knew that there was going to be something so i went in there this is like the first year i went in with two movie agendas literally just two and walked out with those two and that was pretty cool so we get in the line typically uh how they do it at walmart is is that because a couple years ago they had all the movies in one area and then everybody crashed into them and then the cops came and then all the movies were gone so now they have everything organized into uh the uh by a gate area kind of like the gate you see for alcohol on sunday same scenario here it's basically by the produce they set up a gate they let six people in at a time you grab your movies and then you get out so we're standing in line and tabby's like what movies are we getting i said for sure i want pet cemetery but not the new one because i hadn't seen the new one yet and then she informs me she's never seen it before. And I'm like, how have you not seen Pet Cemetery? I've shown you like all the awesome Stephen King movies. You hadn't seen that yet. So I said, okay, look for the look for the new one to see if it has the old one that comes with it. But if not, see if the old one is there. And then I wanted Bumblebee because that movie was super awesome. So we get in there and what's the first movie that we grab? We grab Crawl. Right, and I grab Crawl like, oh, I love this movie. It's so good. Probably going to be on my top 10 list. Spoiler alert. Anyways, grab Crawl, and then what do you remind me about Crawl? That we already own it on Vudu. Sometimes it's hard to keep track of the movies that you're buying on Vudu, but yes, uh, we during, I think it was a weekend, and we really wanted to see it, so it was the early access, so we bought Crawl and loved, loved Crawl. Uh, here's why I love crawl. Here's what's awesome about it is I love the shallows and this is essentially the shallows with the crocodile. It was so freaking good. Uh, what's your thoughts on, uh, on crawl? I really like the movie because we get all of these, like all of these shark movies, but we never get an actual good, like alligator reptile movie. The last thing we got was Lake Plastid. Right. But, I mean, I've already seen all those, and some of them I really enjoy, and then others of them I don't really, you know, like. Don't they all suck after one? Two, I like two. What's good about two? Two's the one that has, like, the good crocodile. I don't know. I One and two are good. But right. anyway, so, Crawl, I don't know. I just really like it because... There's so many things that you don't expect to happen, and then they just end up happening. 
Well, I, I'm a big fan of disaster movies. Yes. And that's what this is. This is a disaster movie. And then it's like the shallows where they're trapped. And inside their house, because, you know, they get trapped in their house, is a crocodile. But I'm not going to give any spoilers. But it is super, super intense. And I'm it may be my favorite movie of the year. I'm not, you know. I'm really impressed on the way that it looks. It's like, so good. Some we're lucky to have such good CGI now that like back then you could tell that the animal was fake. But in like this movie, at some points it looked like the um, alligator or crocodile or. It's a whichever. crocodile. Yeah. It's not an alligator. It's even crocodile. Though, even though the sign says alligator. It's crocodile. Yeah, but so you could tell, like, there were some scenes where it looked like the crocodile was, like, real, and then others it looked like you could tell it was CGI, but, like, not really, if you know what I mean. Not in Crawl? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm Because, like, obviously there was CGI, but, like, there was some moments where you knew that it was CGI, and then there's other moments where, like, it actually looked like it was actually happening. Are you talking about other movies? Or are you no, talking I'm about talking this about one? this one. Like, I'm not saying the CGI was bad. That's not what I'm getting at. Some people. What are you that, talking about? The CGI that, is amazing. Listen, the people that don't have the IQ of a peanut like you will understand what I'm saying. What are you? What okay, are you, so obviously they didn't use real crocodiles, correct? Yes. So it's Jabroni? all CGI. Yeah. And there were some scenes where the al- where the crocodiles looked real. They it looked real the yeah, entire movie. Yeah, no, but that's not what I'm getting at. You're pissing me off. Oh well. Don't, don't be no. Don't be ripping on Crawl, <laughs> I'm man. I'm not ripping on it. Okay. So, that obviously, they don't use real crocodiles, yes. so it's all CGI. I noticed. And some scenes look like it's actually happening. The rest, it's just the movie. You know what I'm talking about? Are you trying to say that in a good way? Yes. Or a bad way? In a good way. Hmm. So, in other words, you... So you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so yes, crawl super, super good. (laughs) So you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, yeah. So we got to talk about this fry guy. Oh, my God. So we're we're getting there. Um, So, uh, okay, so... Yeah, we we grabbed, uh, we we got, uh, picked up crawl, put it down, and I was able to find Bumblebee, and I was able to find Pet Cemetery. Wasn't too happy with the rest, and then we left, and we grabbed a few things that, uh, you know, that Fonda wanted, and then it was like, huh, this would be the cheapest Black Friday. So like, we try to go to the cashier. And, like, we see somebody cut through, like, this barricade of bananas. I'm like, let's do the same thing. This lady immediately must have been watching us or something. She's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. You can't go through that way. You can't go through that way. You you got to go all the way around. We play dumb, and then I mumble under my breath, well, I'm sorry you have to work here today. That's not my fault. We were just trying to get in the line. And the worst part of it, they had three lines yeah we could not go to self-checkout i was so angry it's true because what she was yelling us about is that we had to go all the way around the store to go in these special three lines that they made to go to the three cashiers they had open on black friday ridiculous i literally don't even remember the last time that we went into a normal line except for thursday yeah so needless to say got those two which was awesome and we watched pet cemetery last night and this is the first time you've ever seen Pet Cemetery. So, 
since it's now 2019 and you've never seen it, uh-huh. this is pretty cool. We get a new, fresh perspective uh-huh. on, on the classic movie. So, thoughts on Pet Cemetery? <clears throat> okay, so I went into the movie thinking it was going to be about church, the cat. Right. Because That's it's, called, trick you. it's called Pet Cemetery. Right. Not Children Cemetery. <laughs> And the little kid from Kindergarten Cop, he is so adorable. Boys have a penis. Girls, Girls have, have vagina. vagina. He makes the horror movie. He steals the movie. He puts it to where it's supposed to be scary and like serious, and then he turns it to like just just this like a cute, adorable parts at some scenes. Only at the end. You were scared of that kid. You were like, oh, my God. No, I'm talking, like, in the beginning oh, yeah, and then yeah. at he's the end. Oh, yeah, he's super cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super adorable. And the whole time, I was yelling at the guy, what is wrong with him? You see, when I reviewed this movie, I think it was a couple years ago, my problem with the movie was, it's like, okay, so dude knew what was up with the pet cemetery and still had him take his, you know... It's all it's all Judd's fault. This entire movie is 100% his fault. Definitely. And I watched it knowing that that's my thoughts. And I'm wondering if I could watch it differently. And I'm like, okay. So he says that he did it for to help with his daughter, to help her feel better. But really, he shouldn't have done that. So, but without it, I mean, we don't have a movie. But it's just like, I'm interested to see the remake. If they make him the if they make the circumstances different for why they go to the pet cemetery i don't know how they change it up i'm very interested to see how the new one is and i heard it's good not as awesome as the original but i i love you were legitimately scared watching yeah i said great another stephen king movie that i won't be able to watch with my eyes open and the like there were some scenes that made me so angry like how can you be so dumb and then there were other scenes where i was like okay i'm not gonna watch this the rachel wait am i allowed to say spoilers on right here uh what were you gonna say i w- you know what i'll just say what i want to say and you can just cut it out later okay so rachel every scene with rachel's sister in was so creepy and i don't know she just made when it said that she killed her sister, I was like, I was shocked. I didn't think that's what they were going to go about. And I said that this movie, like, kind of reminded me of The Crow, but, like, not at all. Because, like, on when The Crow shows up, you die. And whenever Church showed up, somebody died. It's so true. that was lovely. When, um, what, uh, Judd, when he got his tendon cut, Ugh. I was like, oh. I still hold my foot on that scene. Like, mm. now. Like, ever since, this is going to be weird, but, like, ever since I was a kid, I always had to cover up my feet in a blanket, especially if they were hanging off the thing because I thought somebody was going to, like, cut my toes or something or, like, grab mm-hmm. me. And because, like, that, from that Halloween movie, it still scares me, you know, from, like, when he sits up and he's laying, like, next to your bed. That part's creepy. Yeah. So, well, like, now it just made me, I felt like a little kid was going to come cut my tendon. Yeah. So, you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I mean, except the guy's stupidity. Yeah. Um, so. Not fair. Uh, not fair. He was so cute. Not fair. So we, some of the movies that we've been watching, um, 
after our review of Hush was, I mean, obviously we just talked about Crawl, which was which was awesome. Did Pet Cemetery. Um, brand new one. What? We watched Titanic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Titanic. So, all right. So even though T- Tabby's never seen Titanic, even though she knew clearly about the ending. Okay, so hold on. Let me. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Tell so your story here. I've seen the beginning 10 minutes. Then I've seen the end from when not even from when they start jumping off the thing literally i've seen the last like five minutes before you show me the whole film i because like when you, and then when you first tried to show me i like fell asleep because i was like this movie's gonna be so boring right and then after you ended up showing me the movie i was like this movie's actually really good it doesn't feel like it's three hours long right and i would definitely like watch it again yeah that was your thing is like this movie is five hours long I- because you saw it's three and a half, but you're like, this movie's five hours long. I'm like, Tabby, this movie goes by so fast, you will not feel it. It's literally the only long ass movie that I can watch that I don't feel the runtime. I think it's paced perfectly. And legitimately, you were shocked how much you enjoyed it. Yeah. Correct? Like, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, especially like when you told me that like this gonna back in my day, but like back when you were a kid you had to buy it separately on two separate VHS. Yes, on VHS it was it was on two tapes and it would be um it breaks off where they say Titanic will sink in an hour and a half. Yeah. And then it would cut off and that's when the next (laughs) and what's funny is the moment that he says that in the film it takes an hour and a half for the Titanic to sink, which is crazy. I For some reason, I timed that one day, and I was like, holy crap. It took an hour and a half to, to sink the Titanic. So, But th- that can't be right because the movie's three and a half hours long, and it, I don't know. It's, it's very close to when they say it is, the way everything goes. But it's just fin- that movie, I love that movie. It's fantastic. It's like the movie I saw the most in the theater. I love it. It's great. You have to, like, really pay attention to what they're saying to catch all the little details. Correct. Like, when they're talking about how many people can be on the boats. Right. I said pay attention to what uh, what he says here about the boats. Because what I really enjoy about Titanic is it's a really fun way to get you to watch something of the history. Because I'm, yeah. I'm not a history guy. I can really, you know, sometimes. I hate history. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling. I suck at it. But. This was a great way to make you learn about what happened using fictional characters. Yeah. That's what I enjoy the most about the movie is it makes me want to learn about history. And it just blows my mind how amazing it looks. And it still holds up to this day. Um, We got Disney Plus. And, man, we have been going crazy on Disney Plus. Flight of the Navigator still holds up. I love that movie. And speaking of Cobra Kai, you today watched the film with Tori and Hawk in it. That's on Disney Plus. So talk about this movie. So I was just, like, scrolling through Disney Plus trying to find a movie. And I saw this movie called The Swap. And I clicked into it. Because I like to like Freaky Friday type of movies, which this is like what it is. And I saw that it had Torian Hawk in it. And I was like, huh, we're going to be recording today. So, you know, let's check this out, see right. how it could be. So there was no trailer. So I had to go on YouTube and search it up first. And I saw it and I was like, this looks like it's going to be really good. So I gave it like I put it on. I'm like, OK, I'll give it a couple minutes, see if I like it. I ended up really liking it. And 
so what kind of happens but like i'm not gonna spoil all of it so go high level huh high level what does it mean high level means the basic story without getting into so much detail you're spoiling the movie that's what high level is so i'm gonna say the cobra kai care their cobra kai names instead of like their names okay so tori and hawk have to pretty much work together in separate bodies and like in their own bodies but not in their own bodies. Okay, hold Tori on. Tori is hot, cock is Tori. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, both of their lives aren't going too hot right now. So they have this, they talk about like this totem, right? And they have to try to fix each other's lives before they can go back. Like the Freaky Friday movies where they have to, you know, realize whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And then they realize a lot about each other. And they realize why their lives are like that. And... It's funny to where they have to learn the certain skills. So Hawk is competing for a hockey spot on varsity. And Tori is going into this gymnastic competition to make sure that her team stays a sport instead of a club. Okay. So so overall... Now, this was in 2016, so this is this uh, was before, prior to Cobra Kai. Yeah, this was before Hawk and Tori were Hawk and Tori. Although they really they uh, look they, like they a look lot. just like they do on the show. So so overall, uh, you definitely recommend people check that out because everybody's yeah. got Disney Plus at this point. Yeah, I was really hooked into it. There was a part where I almost teared up, but Woo-hoo. I'm not going to spoil it. It was a Hawk moment. Okay, cool. Uh, and then we watched Good Boys last night. Yeah. Holy crap, that movie was so awesome. I don't know who Molly is, but they're not here. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. So, yeah, Good Boys is everything the trailer said it was going to be. It's just the the worst part about the movie is they just swear nonstop. It's just it really is a movie that has a lot of heart to it, believe it or not. So it is. But what makes it funny is seeing all these little tiny kids swear. I mean, it's funny watching a Monster Squad, but that's nothing compared to what you what you get in this movie. Because so, they're younger in this movie than in Monster Squad. Right, and these kids are just—I mean—they're foul mouth, so Dad, crazy. They're not kids; they're tweens. They're tweens, yeah. Uh, I love, I love, 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 love the black kid. He's so awesome because Lucas? this, yeah, Lucas, the scream he does fantastic where he screams like a little baby little little girl <laughs> you wanted to say something else oh man he's so good gotta keep a pg day i know it's family show family it's channel family channel <laughs> it's the disney channel so yeah uh oh, crazy uh, yeah don't uh don't have little kids around well, movie you know. rated r yeah i mean it's rated r for a reason but good boys is super fun so uh, our next episode is going to be the year-end episode, the top 10 songs of 2019 and our top 10 favorite movies of 2019. We got a lot of great movies that we've seen this year. And it's funny, the ones that I was really loving have really dropped down. And then other movies just like skyrocketed to like my top five. Where it was like I, after I immediately watched it, I was like pff, number two. Or I'd be like number one, or I'd be like number four. I mean, I like I knew exactly where it was in my in my list, so I cannot wait to record that episode. It's gonna be so much fun. Uh, other movies that we saw uh, for Black Friday or Thursday, I bought some movies. 
on Voodoo that were really cheap. We did This Is The End, which was one of our, <laughs> Jameson and I, one of our favorite episodes we did. That movie's so good. It's crazy how good and funny that movie With is. With the description, he was like, "Is do you remember This Is The End? And I said this certain line. Yeah, and y- then y- my, go ahead and say it. I said, so is that the demon with the penis that gets his penis cut off? And my mom just looked at me with disappointment. Well, the reason why is because she, <laughs> hate, she hates them. Yeah, she doesn't like anything fun. That's what the problem nah. is. But it's all right. So we got this is the end. We got Hot Tub Time Machine, the unrated version, which I haven't seen yet. I'm excited to check that out. And then we got some kind of wonderful, which you know what, man, that movie just uh, I think on when I reviewed it, I can't remember how long ago it was. Uh, I don't remember giving as much love. But you know what? The multiple because, re- you know, your taste in movies change. Like, for example, I think like Tabby and I have watched Revenge of the Nerds multiple times and I fall in love more with that movie than I did. I still remember everything I said on my review, but I totally love it now. I love it more now than I did back then when I did the review. So it's cool kind of rewatching movies and your taste kind of change a little bit. Excuse please. Why do they call you booger? <laughs> hmm. Um, let's see. So what were some of the other ones? Um, mm. Let's see, what movie is this? I mean, as far as, uh, you know, like Halloween, we definitely did Halloween 1 and we did Halloween 2018. Yep. I love that movie so, so much. You know what? It's funny. I had so much problems with the doctor and like now I'm over it. It's like, you know, especially when your mom kind of said, you know, you know, as you know, I had that struggle a couple Hmm. months ago where her and I got into a big fight, you know, and this is crazy. So I'm Mr. Sensitive wearing my heart on my sleeve. And it's like, if you don't like something that I do, sometimes it hurts my feelings and I get it. Everybody. I mean, that's why God invented menus at a restaurant. Everybody has different tastes. And the thing that I I've come to really realize is that your taste in movies change over time. Mm -hmm. Things you used to love back then you don't love now or movies you used to hate, you now like. So it's like if if my wife doesn't like a movie that we used to watch all the time, it like at first was hurting my feelings. Now I get to the point where I'm like, oh, well, if she doesn't like it, that's cool. I still do. And if you do, that makes it even better. Because yeah. you know what? It, it it It's cool. I mean. I usually like all the, you know, movies. You know, it's funny because, like, some kids might, like, well, not some. Most kids my age don't, like, like the movies that I like or whatever. Because, like, I like, the like, the 80s and 90s right. movies. And, like, a lot of kids don't have that, you know, connection, like, with one of their parents or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it it's like if someone's, like, telling... Before, I'd be like, if someone was ripping on my movie, I'd be like, I'd get all pissed and stuff. But, you know... I just get over now. It's like, if you don't like it, hey, no big deal. I'll go find somebody that does like it, you know? And that that's me just growing as, you know, a, a viewer or whatever because, you know, I don't need to be a toxic fan. I always complain about toxic fans, and the last thing I want to do is turn into a toxic fan. That's what I do love about the Karate Kid universe and the Cobra Kai universe is that most people really get along, and, and a lot of people have different opinions, but we're all, for the most part, we're all pretty respectful. I still think Star Wars is the most toxic fan base, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad for Disney Plus that they're kind of, with the new shows and stuff, people are getting pumped up again, which is really great. But I'm trying to be a better fan, and it's like, if somebody doesn't like something, it's something that I love or I'm passionate about, 
I'm just kind of letting it go. That's kind of what I always say to myself. Just, you know what? Not worth it. it. It's stupid to fight over a movie. It really is. You know, if somebody doesn't like something, you know, sometimes it's fun to bicker and yell at them like we just did with Crawl. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to go back and forth like that. But if I'm legitimately going to get into an argument with somebody, it's just not worth it. And sometimes you forget about that because you let your passion, you know, like Mr. Miyagi says in Karate Kid 2, never put passion before principle. Even when you win, you lose. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is with movies. It's like sometimes you can get too offended. Stupid, Stupid cat, moron, messing up my stuff. Anyways, um, trying to be a better movie fan. And I highly recommend that you do it as well. Just, you know, if it's a movie you're passionate about and somebody doesn't like it, just move on. Find a find a friend or family member that loves that movie and talk with them about it. Because at the end of the day, it's not worth fighting about something because it's art. Everybody looks at it differently. Mm -hmm. It's like a menu at a restaurant. Everybody's got different tastes, right? So See, you and mom, like, bicker over, like, the things that normal marriage people wouldn't. Correct. And, like, you guys don't even fight about, like, normal things that married people do. Right. We fight over... Like, movies, video games. crap. The little... Like, TV show. Like, I'd be like, what the hell do you mean you don't like that person? <laughs> I'm like, you just felt... You were talking... You were in love with them two years ago. And then we'll get... I'm like... And that's when Jameson is just like, dude, it's cool, man. My wife changes all the time you know she doesn't you can't expect that same person because you don't want to live with somebody who never changes yeah you know and that it's you're only human you know and if your taste buds change every so many years for foods that you used to hate that you now like you know there's multiple foods that you now like that you hated yeah, five I years used, ago i used to hate pineapple so same thing with movies and it's true like there's movies that i used to freaking hate that i really like now and or I wouldn't give a time of day. And now it's like, you know, point the point being trying to just find the stuff I like. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to go trash it. Like, you know, everybody's bitching about Robert Pattinson being Batman. Dude, stop judging until you see it. Until you see it, you can't judge it. Who's, I've learned that. Who's Robert Pattinson? From Twilight. Edwin? Or, yeah, or Edwin. Edward. Edward, he's, Edward yeah. he's the new Batman. But it's like, didn't you learn anything with Heath Ledger? Didn't you learn anything with Ben Affleck? I mean, who cares about Jared Leto? He sucked. That's <laughs> We saw that. But the point is, stop judging until you see it. You can't mm -hmm. judge it until you see can't it. can't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. So uh, I guess that's, you know, catching up wise. Man, that's that, about it. Those are kind of the big movies that we watched, which was was super fun. So Have we watched any new shows or anything? <sighs> Not really. Well, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, mean, same shows. Yeah, same shows. I mean, all my favorite shows are kind of ending this year, you know, like Supernatural. All the, all the good shows get canceled. But, well, hopefully, you know, Cobra Kai isn't, so no. that, that's all that's good. So, um, but yeah, I guess that's it for catching up. Um, we'll do some more, obviously, at the end of the year. We'll, we'll get deep, deep into the movies we watched in 2019 and our favorites and looking forward to that. And I really. Hope and got my fingers crossed that Jameson can be part of that. So, all right, guys, that is it for our news catching up. And let's get into our review of Cobra Kai Season 2. Cobra Kai is back where it belongs. Back on top. But the real story's only just begun. I thought you were dead. 
Cobra Kai never dies. Ever since the tournament, all I've been thinking about are ways to destroy Cobra Kai. But opening your own dojo, make sure you can balance that. Balance is my thing. The city is crowded. We got some new recruits. Cobras, show them what real karate looks like. It's just an insane karate cult that's brainwashing half the school. That's why I'm opening up Miyagi Do. It's too hot to handle, so I got to get up and go. You got room for one more? Someday the fight may come to you. And I want to make sure you're ready. Got you. Time to see what Miyagi Do is made of. Something tells me there's a can of wax in my future. It's a crew. All together! Which one of you has the balls to take on the champ? My name's Miguel. Tori. With a Y. You better hope that your soldiers are ready. They're kids. Do you have a crush? Is it Robbie? The fight is only over when you say it is. Let's finish the fight. A sensei doesn't teach destruction and disrespect! We need to talk about what you've been putting in my kids' heads. Same lessons I taught you. Strike first, strike hard. No mercy. Fighting positions? These things don't end well. This isn't a tournament, this is real life. There are no rules. It's not how I taught you to fight. You want to finish this? Bring it on. Hot summer streets and the pavements are burning us around. Trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry. It's a cruel, cruel
All right, so Cobra Kai Season 2. So uh, for starters, Season 1 review was done with me and Jameson. Uh, T-Mac wasn't on there. She came on later episodes and kind of just gave high-level reviews saying how much she loved it. But before we get into Season 2, we're going to kind of go back just a little bit and rewind to Season 1. Uh, and kind of give you a little bit of history just in case you haven't checked out the review of season one. So uh, for though I'm sure everybody knows Karate Kid is my favorite movie of all time. You know that I've seen it countless times. You know, obviously, I'm keeping track. It's a ridiculous amount of numbers. Even I got in this year, my homie got to meet Ralph Macchio and actually got a picture autographed with my name on it, and he told him how many times I saw the movie, and Ralph Macho was just blown away how many times I've seen it. He, he just couldn't believe it. And so needless to say, this movie, The Karate Kid, is very near and dear to my heart. It's easily the my favorite universe in all of entertainment because I'm just, I'm absolutely in love with The Karate Kid movies, even part three. You know, I always say it's a guilty pleasure, but... I love Daniel. I love Mr. Miyagi. It's just good times. Didn't you interview Billy Zabka? Yes. I should have been episode. on there for that because I love Johnny. You were yeah. like five years old. So we're, no, I wasn't. We're, we're getting there. Okay. So going back, uh, essentially, we did we reviewed it like a five-hour-long movie, and we absolutely loved it. But I had major trepidations for this show because, you know, um, Ralph Macchio holds Daniel LaRusso very near and dear to his heart. And obviously over these past 30 years, he's had hundreds and hundreds of pitches and he's always turned them down. So when I found out that they were making this show about, you know, Daniel and Johnny, at first I was like, I was kind of excited because I knew, okay, if Ralph Macchio is coming back, it's obviously going to be something special. And Billy Zapka's coming back. It's going to be special. But then I heard it's going to be like a comedy. I'm like, you can't turn the Karate Kid into a joke. I mean, sure, there's some cheesy moments because it's an 80s movie. But overall, that movie is 100% heart. And it's truly a black and white film of good guy versus bad guy. You know, no such thing as gray area in that film whatsoever, right? I'm thinking of that video. The Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, we'll get there. So anyways, um, I was very trepidatious of that show, as many other people were. I think this show does not deserve to be as good as it is. But everybody being blown away, I mean, when you find out it has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score, which generally... I kind of I kind of poo poo on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> but when it legitimately gets great scores and, and that's from critics and audiences, then you're like you know it's you're good. like something's up here. So I I was really excited, and of course I watched Cobra Kai the first day it came out, and the first two episodes, I, I mean the first episode, my wife had no desire whatsoever to watch this because she's like, it's it's going to be Johnny's show. That's kind of the inside was going through Johnny's perspective. And, you know, we killed the first season in the first night. But what was crazy is by episode two, my wife started to put her phone down, started to put her iPad down, and she was watching it pretty intensely, which was pretty cool. I'm like, okay, this is a really good sign. And we, I think Tabby fell asleep because she had school the next day. Mm -hmm. But we picked it up the next day. But my wife and I killed season one. And I just, at that point, I was like, I can't get over how amazing this show was. And that cliffhanger of just like, wow. You know, what was crazy with Cobra Kai season one is that 
you know, you had a hundred percent gray area. There was no good guys. There was no bad guys. You know, Daniel was a good guy and he was a bad guy. Johnny was a good guy. He was a bad guy. Everybody just was what you are typically as a human being. You're gray. You know, you have your good days. You have your bad days. Now, you know, my biggest complaint with season one would be probably that Daniel was more of a villain more than I wanted to admit, especially after further rewatching and you get into season two. But that's just to prove how out of balance he was in his life without Mr. Miyagi, because we all know he's a hothead and he always puts anger before he thinks. And Mr. Miyagi always balanced him out. And without him, Daniel turned into a, a pretty much a douchebag, but not, you know, a stereotypical one. It was more of like a, a guy who just lost his focus. I like how they just made Johnny the sympathetic. He's still. He's still Johnny, but he's like more. He's more Daniel and Johnny than just plain Johnny. Right. I mean, let's put it this way. If Daniel was trained by Kreese, he would turn into Johnny. If Johnny was trained by Mr. Miyagi, he would turn into Daniel. They basically are the same dude, the same flip side of the coin. You know, it's just different sensei determine which path they mm -hmm. went down. Now, let's talk about your, the history with you and the Karate Kid series versus your Cobra Kai adventure because you, you have an opinion on the Karate Kid movies and then you have your opinion on season one of mm -hmm. Cobra Kai. So go ahead and give your history since nobody heard your thoughts on season one. Where, what was your history with the Karate Kid series and then your history with season one of Cobra Kai? So when I first started watching the um, Karate Kid movies, I was like, oh yeah, I'm always, you know, I'm always going to be a fan of Daniel and I don't like Johnny and it was like, you know, the typical thing, like how you don't like the bad guy or whatever. And then little did I know that I would end up liking Johnny more than I liked Daniel. Wow. And I didn't think that thought would ever come through my head. And here I am wanting a Cobra Kai sweatshirt for Christmas. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, you, you still love Daniel. Yeah, I love Daniel, but it's like... You're the, shocked at your love of Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, it's like I love them both, but it's like I'm shocked on how much my love and respect grew for Johnny right. during the Cobra Kai. Because during Karate Kid, I always thought Johnny was the bad guy. And then, like, yeah, he had his, like, okay moments, but then I always thought, you know, he was just going to be bad, like a bad person. But then we come to Cobra Kai, and I'm like, okay, never mind. Okay, and, so obviously yeah. Johnny, as even William Zapka said in, in the episode 100, uh, you know, for the 100th episode of STL, we did like a four or five hour review of Karate Kid. It was insane, but we had William Zapka on there. And he said one of the biggest things that he always latched on to was at the end of the at the end of the movie, he turns up, he turns against Crease when he says sweep the leg. Mm -hmm. And it's like he starts to realize what kind of sensei he is. And that's why he grabs the trophy and says, and you're, you're all right, LaRusso, good match. So he, in, in William Zapka's eyes, Johnny was always a redeemable person. And, it, you know, he was really happy with the f way that the show was going to go. Because for the creators of this show, it's their Star Wars. It's it, just like me. It's like, 
you know i love these movies but these guys their their level of fandom is even more hardcore than myself which is which is awesome so um in your eyes has watching cobra kai season one and we're not talking two yet just by watching uh, cobra kai season one do you watch the karate kid in a different light now yeah how so I don't know. Like, I mean, yes, I do. And yes, I don't. Because I don't know. I, I know your I think your favorite scene in all of season one is where Johnny talks to Miguel <laughs> from his perspective about the beach scene. And yeah. you laugh your ass off every time. He's every like, what is time. your problem? What is your problem? Um, I love. See, what I like about that scene is. Johnny makes himself seem like the good guy here. Right, he uh, the victim. He yeah. yeah, he plays the victim in in all of it. And Miguel is just totally like, yeah, what a jerk off, you know. What a, here's what a, here's what's awesome about Cobra Kai season 1 is that I is I never thought that I was going to enjoy the the teen stuff, but that became so compelling to me. It was like it, it's the per Cobra Kai is literally the perfect nostalgia and creating a, a, a new universe to carry on. It's like you have the perfect balance of your nostalgia of the two people who brought you into the show and you have an emotional attachment to your new characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like in season one, both Jameson and I, we did not like Anthony. We thought he was just a little prick and it, it was, he was basically not Daniel's son. He was useless. There was really no reason for him oh, to be. Oh, the little kid. Yeah, J- Daniel's son. Oh yeah. Yeah, Anthony. He was just—he's just the spoiled little brat. Always but, playing on that iPad. Where's my waffles? Right, and I had no idea I was going to be a fan of Sam. I was like, wow, I'm really enjoying this Sam character. And then you know, Miguel basically is like he's like the Daniel of the story of. Being, he's a little sweetheart. He gets he gets bullied. He gets trained, and then, yeah, at the tournament, he kind of snaps, and Johnny realizes that his no mercy t- uh, teachings are kind of tainted, and, and he, he kind of realizes that. Uh, what? I realize something, but it's going to be talking about season two, so I don't no, know go ahead. about it now. I mean, okay, like what you just said on how, like, you know, he shows no mercy, and then I feel like he, in season two, like he, like at that one scene, he realizes that you know sometimes showing mercy is the way to go instead of like never right. showing mercy that's the whole point of yeah, yeah like he learns from like his mistake that he made right because you know right away johnny picks up from he calls out hawk and he calls out miguel mm-hmm. for for cheating and that that the way i was teaching you is the wrong way we're still going to be badass, but we're going to have honor. You know, that's essentially mm-hmm. what Johnny's perspective. There's so much character development. This show is so rich in character. That's why everybody loves it so much. This show doesn't deserve to be as awesome as it is. Who would think? I mean, you try to tell somebody you should watch this karate show. You'll you'll be blown away. Nobody wants to give two rips. and But people love the Karate Kid so much because the Karate Kid is about a story of a of a, a surrogate father and 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 his son and it's and karate is just part of what tells the story it's the same thing with cobra kai you have the perfect it's like the the all the teenage drama that is in this show is legitimate teenage drama stuff yeah. that still goes on we, I mean, we're dealing with cyberbullying. we're dealing with 
you know, because bully, like like Johnny says, back in my day, if you wanted to bully somebody, you did it to their face. There was honor, there was respect. You weren't a pussy. But in this, but now in this day and age, it was social media. That bullying stays with you 24-7, and that's why there's so much suicide out there because you just can't get away from it, you know? And I really like how they touch on that so much, especially in season one. And, uh, you know, you have Hawk, which was a big fan favorite and obviously kind of turns more to the dark side in season two, which we'll get to. But season one is definitely very fun. Now, season two... Especially when we get to episode 10. I mean, season two is so good, but it's so depressing. For Star Wars fans, Cobra Kai season two is definitely the Empire Strikes Back of the the Karate Kid universe. That is just a depressing-ass movie. Everybody loses, and then it leaves on a cliffhanger, and and you need to rebuild. And that's essentially what they did with, with season two is like, they 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 build all this stuff up and they tear it down and ev- and nobody wins. We have everybody loses in this. Now, what's really cool with the Cobra Kai universe is everybody has their favorites. They have the ones that they don't like. Now, mm-hmm. you and I, we are big fans of Sam. And there's others like my f- homie Jameson who does not like Sam. He liked her in season 1. He kind of despises her in season 2. He doesn't really get into it, but I think it's because she makes teenage mistakes. And these are teenagers. The whole purpose of this show is to show that they make mistakes. This whole show is everybody's at the wrong place at the wrong time. And if you just sit down, misunderstand, if you just sit down and have a damn conversation, everything would work out. But then we wouldn't have this amazing show. I mean, let's be honest with it. You know, and I'd like to say movie because this is not a show. It's a five hour long movie. But again, going back to season one, super fun. And it was just mind blowing to me where, you know, you you end with Crease and you're like, where the heck can season two go? And it's funny in the tournament, you really are like, do you want Dan? Do you want Cobra Kai to win or do you want Robbie to win? You know, and I really didn't like Robbie in season one. And I in season two, I really got to like him. And then now your issue with Robbie, of course, is you want Miguel and you want Sam together. Yeah. But you but the reason why I like Robbie so much is for multiple reasons. He is the one character that is in both worlds. OK, yep. so he comes he's on the Cobra Kai side of things where his dad is Johnny and Johnny and his mom are alcoholics. So he always has to take care of his alcoholic parents or mostly his mom. But. You know, when you're in that environment, anger is something that comes very easy to you. And that's why he was so rebellious and he hated his dad. And his arc has gone from, you know, 100% hating, despising his dad to you get to, to the end of season two. And he actually calls him dad and he thanks him for having his back, taking him to school. So then he's on the good side where he's on he's being trained by Daniel. He's actually learning to control his anger and He's learning, learning patient, the Miyagi way. Right, learning the Miyagi way. So of course you get the the crazy the crazy school fight and you know we'll get there when we get there, but just overall, you know, when you're in that heat of the moment fight, that anger just comes back and he, you know, he, of course he doesn't hear the the sorry from Miguel and he does what he does. So when we get to season 3, it's going to be insane to me 
you know, can Robbie live in both, you know, both worlds of being a Miyagi-Do, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Miyagi-Do is closed at this point, but, you know, it, his character is just so interesting to me, even though, yes, I'm with you. I'd rather have Sam and Miguel together, but that's what creates the crazy drama, you know, for yeah. like years, you know, it's like, I never wanted Buffy. I always wanted Buffy and Angel together, but you know, you got to create some tension in there, but he really is a good kid that he's coming so far in such a little time. Then you have Miguel who was bullied and then he becomes a badass in karate. He kind of goes to the dark side at the end yeah. of season one. And then he, he starts, redeems himself. he redeems himself and starts to learn about what honor is all about. Even questioning crease. Now let's be honest. Crease is 100% the bad guy in this entire, in the movies and in the series, because everybody's gray. Everybody has their good moments, their bad moments. But Kreese is just a manipulator. That's all he knows how to be. He's the true villain. And, of course, us as fans, we want Johnny, we want Daniel to team up together to take down Kreese. Whether that happens or not is to be seen. That's what makes it so exciting of the craziness that happens in Season 2. So, you know, overall Season 1, for you, Season 1 is very fun. Would that be? That, that's kind of how you described it to me, right? Season one is fun. Yeah. And what I really like about the show is how even though that Miyagi couldn't be in the show because he passed away, that they still incorporated him into the show somehow. Like in right. season one, they, you know, Daniel goes to his grave and tries to talk and, you know, talks to him and asks for guidance. Well, that was the thing is Ralph Macchio would not come back unless Miyagi unless was incorporated uh, inco- somehow. Incorporated. And, I don't think they could have made it any better than they did. They know how to how to pull your heartstrings, and they pull clips from them. Like I always said, if you haven't seen the Karate Kid movies in, in a while, that's okay because they're going to show you moments that you need to know. Like, for example, when Johnny and Daniel fight in the apartment and they show you the scenes of the tournament and the moves that they do, which match exactly what they're doing in the apartment, it's crazy how they can flip back and forth, and you don't lose what's going on. It's so good. It amazes me. And let's get into overall season two. So we start off where Kreese comes back and Johnny wants nothing to do with him because he thought he was dead. And they get into a big fight. And essentially, Kreese still can whoop Johnny's ass. And there's kind of a, a big, crazy blowout of mirrors and fire and and it, it's a great way to kick off the season. But essentially, it's Kreese trying to, uh, in a way, ask for forgiveness to let him back in Johnny's life. That's kind of where the first half of things go, where he, as we will find out, he's manipulating Johnny to get it to get Cobra Kai back. Because Kreese is the founder of Cobra Kai. This whole Terry Silver is the person that owns Cobra Kai. You guys need to get just get that out of your head. It's Crease. Crease created Cobra Kai. Maybe financially, Terry Silver bought it, but that's logistics. We don't really need to worry about that. The whole point is, is that Johnny typically he brought back Cobra Kai because that's all he knows. But did he legally have access to the name and stuff? No, not really. But you know that's the fun of the show. 
that kind of comes back that comes to play at the end of the show of him taking his stuff back and Johnny can't really do anything about it. But Kreese is really your bad guy of the show. But you don't know that until yeah. you get to the very, very end, which they played that card very well. They they make you think that they're going to make Kreese a redeemable character. But us deep hardcore fans knew that 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 dude was not changing. He had some ulterior motive. See, I thought that Kreese, you know, could finally, you know, turn around because there was one episode where Johnny ended up going to see Kreese. And I, the way that I heard Kreese's story, I thought that, you know, things would change. But then he manipulated me and made me think that he was a good guy. He was not. Right. And you kind of get that by his, the way he's starting to teach the class. Yeah. That's different from Johnny. So, uh, and then, I guess talking about our main character. So then we have Daniel, who, uh, Daniel's open, Miyagi-Do, and it's really cool how they were able to just recreate the movies. You get the feel and the spirit, like you're definitely back in the Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 all over again. You know, you get the car, you get the whole shebang. What I really enjoy about Daniel this season is that, he is really, really good at being a teacher because he doesn't know how to teach. He's trying to teach like Mr. Miyagi and it takes he takes him a little bit of stumbling to realize that he just needs to do it his way because good old Amanda, you know, Amanda, the voice of reason in this show tells him, uh, don't be like Mr. Miyagi, be like Daniel. And he's, you know, I guess he was it's easy to say he was kind of unlikable in season one, at least for the first half, because he did do a lot of douchey things to kind of take Johnny down. But he's really trying to, to be his own and, and to make Mr. Miyagi proud the best way he can. And his, his two students are Robbie, which continues at the end of season one. And now we have Sam, uh, coming into play, which I, at the very end of season one, I was hoping that she would be a part of, of it now if we're talking you know in real life one of the biggest reasons why we're huge fans of sam would be the actress mary mauser because mary mauser is very near and dear to tabby's heart because she suffers with type 1 diabetes just like tabby does so she's a such a great sweetheart has amazing diabetic videos tabby actually talked to her on youtube which is really cool and but as a character uh, in this show, I've I never thought I would enjoy Daniel's kids, you know, and talking about Anthony, he wasn't in season two. It's pretty much I don't know if the creators were like, we really shouldn't have had a second kid. So we're just going to kind of write him off the show or whatever. Maybe they have a big plan for him in season three. I don't know. I hope so, because I'd like to like Anthony right mm -hmm. now. It's more of I don't hate him. I thought he was very annoying in season one and season two. There wasn't enough of him for me to have an opinion on. Now, Sam is and a lot of Cobra Kai fans. She's to blame for everything that happens in this <laughs> show. OK, now, in my opinion, everybody is to blame for everything that happens in this show. The actions Daniel takes, the actions Johnny takes, the actions Miguel takes, everybody makes these crazy decisions that you know create a you know like a domino effect if you will by by the end of the season there are no winners cobra kai doesn't win 
Miyagi-Do doesn't win. The students don't win. You know, our heroes are broken and lost because they lose their dojos. Their students, their primary students are, one is possibly paralyzed and a broken neck. You have one who's severely scarred, broken ribs. You know, her ex-boyfriend, She all she can think about is that he, it's her fault that things went down. But then you have Robbie, who that poor bastard is. He is, just took off. He took off because, think about it. He was welcomed into the Daniel LaRusso household and actually at one point told, welcome to the family. And then you get told to your face that you're a mistake and then just get the hell out of here. I mean, talk about heartbreak. I mean, he already had heartbreak from his mom and his dad. But then to have your surrogate, like that's that's like saying Mr. Miyagi comes up to Daniel and just says, you know what? Everything I ever did for you was a mistake. I never should have trained you. I want you to get the hell out of my <laughs> life. Can you imagine how you would feel towards Mr. Miyagi and how you would feel for Daniel? Well, yeah. everybody's pissed at Daniel for what he did because this is Daniel's character flaw. He puts anger first. He thinks with anger. That's always been his character in, in Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3, especially Part 3. That boy is really pissed off in that movie, but he's a teenager. But Daniel, is very. you think he's very successful, but he lets his, he lets his temper take the best of him. And anger is such a powerful thing. It, it can help you win a war, but it can also destroy you. And that's Daniel's character flaw. And that's what's great about this show is people have flaws. And it's so deep and it's so gray. Like our character of Johnny. Johnny is a down and out guy who's trying his best to be, to be a dad because he knew he screwed up because he was too scared to be a dad. And he tells his surrogate son that, see that hospital right there? I wasn't there for him, but I'm always going to be there for you. I'm always going to have your best interest because for him, he's got two kids. He has Robbie, who he's trying to reconnect with. And then he has Miguel, who became his son through karate. Just like Daniel became Mr. Miyagi's, you know, Mr. Miyagi had Daniel as his son through karate. So Robbie is in such a terrible place at the end of this season. I mean... I have no idea what they're going to do, you know, come Mar come April. We have no possible idea where Robbie ran off to because obviously he's not at the hospital. Correct. He's not with Daniel because Daniel pretty much told him, you know, you're not a part of the family anymore. And, and he wouldn't go back to Johnny because, you know, Johnny is at the hospital and he's frustrated and drinking because he thinks it's all his fault and he could possibly go back to the and we know he's not with his mom because his mom's in rehab correct and i mean he could be at the apartment i mean the school fight that happens which is my favorite episode of the season because it is so gut-wrenching and never gets easier to watch but it is phenomenal phenomenal fighting I don't care what those trolls say on the internet about it's like no school would allow this. Well, that's BS because there's school fights all the time. Uh, Brianna from Cobra Kai Companion mentioned that it's probably school policy and labor laws that they're not allowed to touch kids or get involved. 
which yeah, they did. Do you know how many fights happened at my school? We got the SWAT team called on us. Yeah, that's how bad your school fight was that in order to get it stopped, the SWAT team had to come. <laughs> To break up the school fight. Were teachers involved? No. No, exactly. We have a police officer that's like always on our campus, but he technically cannot get that much involved. He can pull the deans and administrators, can pull kids off of each other, but that's all they can do. One kid, that day a bunch of kids got arrested and got put down in holding and we had the SWAT team. We had, it was just outrageous. Right. So for the people out there who are bitching and moaning about the teachers did nothing, guess what? They probably couldn't have done anything. So chill the hell out, okay? It's all going to be explained in season three. I'm sure our writers who are smart enough to come up with these characters, these amazing lines, these amazing stories, would have did a little research on school fights. You would think so. So give them a little bit of credit before you mind, before you start whining and bitching and moaning about that. Just enjoy the ride, okay? Enjoy the ride. What I like about the school fight is each side is wearing their color. Yeah. All the Cobra Kai's awesome. are wearing red and all the Miyagi-Do's are wearing blue. Yeah. I mean, dude, okay. The first time we watched, I mean, I know we're going all over the place, yeah, but everybody knows exactly what the hell we're talking about. So it's all good. First time we watched, uh, number one, I got I got trashed because you kids skip school. You and Kaylee, because yeah. you absolutely love this show. I let you guys skip school so we could binge watch yeah, this we thing had, because we had stomach aches that there's day. no way in hell I was going to get spoiled on anything that happened. But here's what pissed me off. So the last trailer of Cobra Kai season two shows the school fight, right? I knew the school fight was going to come into play, but I, I didn't know when. So when we fire up season two, the first screenshot isn't in order. It's not episode one. It's episode 10. And what is the freaking screenshot? It's the school fight. So I knew before we even started season two that the school fight was the last episode. But now episode. it makes sense on why it was the last well, episode. I know, but do you know how pissed off I was? I was hoping it was yeah. like in the middle or whatever. But it spoiled it for me. So I'm like, Ugh! I was so pissed. But when that happens and Miguel gets kicked off, the screams that happen in the house and the silence, I mean... It hasn't gotten any easier. I think we've watched that episode at least seven. I've cried every time. I think the one of the most times I've cried when a character dies was when in Teen Wolf when Allison died. But, I literally didn't talk. But he's not dead. But it felt like it because right like, you didn't know what all was of happen. our mouths just dropped. We were I was like all we all went. Oh my goodness. And we all just sat there, tears running down our face, just watching the rest to see what happened. And I don't know. Literally, every time I watch it, it's not when him falling. That's not when I cry anymore. It's when I see Johnny in the hospital. Yes. And he's just playing it and watching Miguel as he's playing it and tears roll down his face. That is when I lose it. The the emotion in this season is so good. I mean, everything from the the Medal of Honor being stolen, Daniel walking in Cobra Kai, and just going off on Johnny about you know you don't teach honor and disrespect. You know, and Johnny not knowing what the hell is going on, but. He's like, you know, I'm not going to strike first. The the tension, like everybody loves the tension between Johnny and Daniel in episode, I think it's two, uh, where he comes into the dojo, right? I it, think it's episode, episode one. one. Whatever. 
Everybody loves that one. For me, the the Medal of Honor scene is phenomenal. I think that is that just kills me when I see that. Just it's Daniel wants to cry so bad, but his anger in this case, Daniel's anger is one hundred percent valid. Okay. And it's his tool he needs, but he has 100% Miyagi-Do because he's like, you know, I'm not going to strike first. So he's waiting for the fight. But I like how that scene gets more, obviously, uh, Miyagi-Do students for the people that weren't happy in Cobra Kai. But the scene, you know, of... I mean, this is totally everything that happened at school is Johnny and Daniel's fault. A hundred percent. Yes. Everybody blames, you know, everybody blames Sam. But Sam was just being a teenager. Miguel was just being a teenager. Teenagers get their hormones out of whack. If it's anybody's fault, like out of the kids, it'd be Tori's fault. She's the one that started. She started. It. And all right, let's put herself looking at Miguel. Okay. So Miguel sees that some his arch enemy is touching his woman's breastesses, all right? <laughs> I would go kick his ass because get your hands off of the breastesses. Move. And that's what he's doing because think about it. That's the first thing he that's sees. The, that's really the only reason why Miguel did that was because all he saw, because it made it look like Robbie attacked Sam. Right. I mean, I mean not Sam. Tori, my I bad. mean, those two have, the, have a more crazy rival than johnny and daniel because you know all over sam all over yeah you're they're fighting over a girl they're fighting over dojo and they're fighting over dads but see the thing i like when they fight over sam is how robbie is accusing miguel of taking advantage of her and miguel said that he would never and they just keep fighting and miguel states the truth where it says where sam said that he loves miguel more because obviously in the hospital she didn't care about robbie she didn't care where he was oh. all she worried about was is miguel gonna be okay that scene right there where she starts I, crying um, man I was that, like, that get that kills me where she starts bawling about miguel kills me every time man um i love sam i i know there's people out there that are haters but for me sam is my third favorite character on the show i love her I think she's fantastic. I never thought I'd be in love with the freaking Daniels, Daniels kids, but man, she freaking, she's awesome. She kicks ass. She's great. She's flawed. Just like her dad. You know, what's her problem? Her problem. I mean, her problem is not anger. Her problem is she's just stupid with boys, I guess. I mean, she's not, she's, she's not a slut. She's just, she's just the girl who's trying to figure out who she you know who she's yeah. in love with like in this season she's more competing with tori to right. like you know see who's the better woman or whatever right because like see the party scene i really like that because sam wants to prove herself to everybody that you know Tori's not all big and bad and then once you know tori loses she gets upset and then sam she just loses <clears throat> it and aisha she comes in and she's just you know even though they're not on the same side, Aisha is still always going to be one of, like her best friend and right. always going to make sure that she's okay. Unfortunately, she won't be in season three, which really sucks. What? Yeah, she won't be in season three. Why? I don't know. There's For some reason, she won't be in season three. I don't really have the details on it, but that's what sucks. But I really like, like Aisha. I feel like one of the characters that really you know changed 
was Dimitri. Dimitri. The guy I couldn't stand in season one, and then by the end of season two, I'm like, I really like this guy. And then when he starts calling out Eli Moskowitz at the party, you love it when he says the full name. I, I know you love that name. Uh, I mean, Hawk essentially be- is becoming Dutch. You remember who Dutch is from Karate K One? He's the one that he hated Daniel more than anybody. He's the one that's like, uh, uh, oh, like you're. you're you're not done. Isn't it like yeah, when they're holding point, him? Points or no points. Yeah. You're dead meat. You know? And he's the one that uh, wasn't part of the reunion. He's in jail. That's Dutch. And, oh, yeah. and, and Hawk is essentially headed down that way. I feel like Hawk's problem is that he was bullied so much that it just, you know, he couldn't stand it and he just broke. And, like, he lost his, like, you know, train of, like, thoughts or whatever. And the worst part is with when he stole the medal, um, of medal of honor but what i really like is how when they're fighting in the woods uh hawk is like you know you want it come get it and then miguel beats him shows him who's the real man and says you know that is what i've got you know i said this from the beginning and i still stand by it seeing the show multiple times I think Miguel had the most honor of any character in season two. Definitely. He just like right off the bat, he kind of realizes how he was in the wrong of the tournament. He tries to make amends. He's trying not to cause drama between Tori and Sam. He actually tries to apologize to Sam and he's trying to do what's best for the dojo. Actually questions Crease, trying to stay loyal to Johnny and always have Johnny's back, but then be the best student he could possibly be and be the best role model he can be. And, you know, sure, at the school fight, he the you know, he got the best of them. But you know what? He remembered everything that was taught to him at the end. And he said he was sorry. For me, Miguel is the character that had the most honor of season two. Now, some people are going to disagree with that. And that's what's awesome is everybody has different thoughts and opinions on this show. But we can all agree on one thing, is that this show is amazing. Regardless of who you like, who you don't like, what story, you know, some people only like the teenagers and they don't give a crap about Daniel Mm -hmm. and Johnny. There's others who only care about Johnny and Daniel, but care about the teenagers because they care about the teenagers. It's There's something in there for everybody. You would think that a show about karate wouldn't be this crazy emotional filled show but it is it is so it's so real i hate i hate to use that word but it it feels so real like you know i mean i I know karate kids supposed to take place in the real world but this show is just so deep and it deals with such issues we deal with today and technology wise because karate kid the karate kid movies were never really about technology but this show is full with technology and things like that. So obviously, 20 to 30 years from now, that's all going to date the show, which will be unfortunate. Right now, we're okay. But 20 to 30 years, it's probably not going to be as timeless as, yeah. as as it could be because of the technology. But it helps to for the people watching it now to really dive deep into this world and live in this world. And I think people are so emotionally invested. There's there's one character for somebody out there. And even the people who are, you know, douchebags can just be like, man, I really like this guy, you know. Crease uh, is my dude or whatever. Yeah. There, there's somebody for, you know, like Stingray. Stingray is a guy 
that I could not freaking stand whatsoever when this when this started and after multiple viewings he's starting to grow on me he's still not my favorite character yeah but he does there there's not a character that ruins the show for me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and like going back to what you said on how you know miguel is like you know the one with the most honor like when he takes the honor back from hawk he actually tries to return it to sam personally but you know robbie trying you know robbie was a douchebag yeah not to let miguel score points he, you know, plotted it somewhere. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I was not a fan of Robbie in season one. No. And it's funny how in this in this season, the most the emotional strings are so heavy that I really, really came to enjoy Dimitri and and, you know, uh, and Robbie. And yeah, I agree with you. I know you and your sister. Whenever they kiss, you're like, what? What's the sound you do? We're like, Ugh. yeah, you, you. We just make like a. You get really pissed. Yeah, we make like a grunt. And the first, so the first time I watched season two, when Sam and Robbie first kissed, I looked at him. I'm like, they better not do it. Uh uh-uh. uh I see where this is going. And I. The when I saw the trailer and I saw that I was like, mm, "You better not do that the whole season." And when Sam and Miguel kissed, I was like, oh, "Yes, yes, it's going to happen." And then I realized Tori saw them, and that wasn't a good idea. So speaking of Tori, you have a lot of history with Peyton List because yeah. you have been a Disney Channel watcher your entire life. Yes, and you have seen her now on what three shows? Pay- I saw I first saw Patent List on Jesse. Okay. So And you watched all of Jesse. Yes. Like it's so weird watching her back now on Jesse because she went from being this stupid, you know, dumb blonde to being the person that, you know, will whoop you when she sees you. Right. And then then you saw her on bunk with that stupid Kiki Waka song that we can't <laughs> freaking stand. Yeah, I, and then I seen her on that. And that show, she plays the same character, but she's less dumb, if you would say, because, like, she's growing. And then I watched her on The Swap, and she's, like, at some point, she has some Tory elements, and then other times, she has, like, you know, the Emma points. That's her character on Jesse. And then I've seen her on this. What do you think of her on Cobra Kai? What's your thoughts? I of- think the best thing I, I think the best thing I like her on is Cobra Kai because she has that element of surprise. You know, like she can go from being one of the you know nice people and then she'll just you know turn on you in a split second. Yeah. Um, like never get on the bad side of Tori, or otherwise you end up like Sam in the hospital with stitches. Right. You know, Tori is is a fun character because she you can tell she comes from the wrong side of the tracks, but she's trying to be a good person. And really, if you dig deep into Tori, she probably legitimately is a good kid uh, or a good teenager, yeah. but has been down the wrong path, you know. Uh, maybe she has an abusive, you know, family life. Yeah, because we don't literally, we came in with nothing about Tori. Like, we have no, you know. She's a survivor. Yeah, because there was no history on her family, where her parents are from, where she lives. I think there was a rumor where it said that it would be like Kreese's niece or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They And that, that never turned to, yeah. to be the case. So, in season three, what's coming up that we know for sure is that Okinawa comes into play and Ooh. and Daniel goes 
to Okinawa for Miyagi-Do roots. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. at, at, at this point, at the end, we are dealing with there's no more Miyagi-Do. Amanda, yeah. uh, and there's a, lot, it down. there's a lot of people that don't like Amanda this season. But you know what? I totally get where Amanda's coming from because, you know what, if I was dissing my wife or not being there or telling her I would be there and I never show up, man, that frustration is real. You, you know, and Daniel said balance is his thing. And, you know, he was unbalanced in the in season one, but he was unbalanced because he didn't have Mr. Miyagi. This time he's balanced in regards to karate and the kids, but he's not balanced in his marriage. Whereas in season one, he's completely balanced in his marriage. So it's the flip flop. Uh, so I totally get where Amanda's coming from. And you know what? Like she said, do you see what this stupid rivalry has? I can never say that word. Rivalry? Rival- yeah, exactly. That, that Johnny and Daniel, you know, that school fight, that's on them, you know, yeah. 100%. And the elevator scene is fantastic because they both know it's their fault. And neither one can say anything to each other. But, of course, episode 9 is always the, the fan favorites because that's when Johnny and Daniel get together. You know, and it's, it's always like they're best friends for a day. But one of the scenes that I really, you know, like in that is when Johnny says, I was never about war. That was always crease. Right. You're, I'll always be Miyagi-Do. You'll always be Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we have to go to war. And, and so... Okay, so we no longer have Cobra Kai in regards to Johnny. No longer has a dojo. That's Go make Kai Cobra. That, that's by that's that's now Kreese's thing. Daniel no longer has Miyagi Do. It's been shut down. So at what point do do you think that Daniel and Johnny will come together to take out Kreese? Or do you think they're going to take the story somewhere else? Because at some point we don't know how many episodes. I think it'll be one. I don't think it'll be longer than that, especially since you're dealing with 10. Daniel's going to Okinawa. But the thing is that most of the people from Karate Kid 2, they're dead already. So Sato's dead. Um, you know, um, Kumiko's mom, she passed away. The only ones that are still alive is Kumiko and Chosen. And, you know, obviously we don't want Daniel. Daniel is has a happy marriage. So as much as I want to see Ali, I hope they don't pull any sort of bull crap love triangle stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that anymore. What I really want to see is Miguel's mom forgiving Johnny. Yeah. Like I think right now what she said was because on the amount of anger and, you know, sadness that she had cuz she, you know, right now she thinks that she's going to lose her son. Right. And I feel like she just took all of that pain that she had going on like she took it out on johnny right and, and she does blame him and it's for a good reason but yeah. if if daniel is going to to okinawa and let's just say kumiko is there i mean how is that going to play out it's is it i'm hoping it's just going to be a a friendly of can you help me with mr miyagi's history you know i don't want there to be any stupid romance no. or anything like that and if chosen's there you know, Daniel defeated Chosen, and there's no way Chosen's going to be his friend. But then again, Sato forgive Mr. Miyagi. How awesome would it be for Chosen to forgive Daniel and Chosen, Daniel, and Johnny take out, go against Kreese? I mean, how amazing would that be? 
I feel like that could possibly happen. What I really want to happen is Johnny and Daniel, like, put aside their pride and work together to take out Kreese and the rest of the, you know, corrupted Cobra Kai's. Because everybody that was on Cobra Kai we saw in Kreese's room, except for Aisha. But now I know that she's not going to be in season three, so that's why she wasn't in the room. That that That's not necessarily the case, you know, well, I, she could be. That but. that was after the filming is when that yeah. came raised. But some people said that Tori wasn't in the room, but she, she was, was the first the person you saw. And then she's in the she's, she's in, in the, the far corner. she's in the far left hand corner. They show her face, so she's clearly she's clearly in there. Um, you want like I feel like it should be Johnny, Miguel, and Sam and um, Daniel all work together and take out Crease and the rest of the you know Cobras. Right, but. Um, do you want all that to happen in season three, though? Because if you do that, the show's over. Then the show's so over. I really don't want that. Ha- I, I'm mixed, you know. Like, it, I, I want it to happen, but then the show will be over really fast, and I don't want that to happen. And since it's a YouTube Red show, there will be more than four seasons because it's not going to be stupid Netflix and cancel after the third season, leave you on a cliffhanger like they did for Santa Clarita Diet. Right. Let let's hope so. I mean, this is it's YouTube Premium now is that the the name they changed it to. Yeah. But you know, the thing that people forget is that uh, this is Google money. You know, so as long as Google is happy and and the the thing is, this show gets fantastic ratings, fantastic love. It finally got released on DVD. I know some people are like, why wasn't it released on Blu-ray? I'll tell you what. You know, and th- th- their reasoning behind this is a hundred percent true. And I'm going to tell you this. The re- they came. There was research done that they would sell more DVDs than they would Blu-rays because of the fact of that's still a high seller, and you know stores can only they really only want to focus on one format. On Black Friday, I kind of had that in mind, and for every two movies I was looking for on Blu-ray, they would all be on DVD, and none would be on Blu-ray. Yep. Out of ten movies I was looking for. Eight of them were on DVD and none of them were on Blu-ray because people are all about DVD. Even though we're all about HD TVs and stuff, everybody's all about DVD. So I we bought it just to get the headband, which was awesome. And but the special the, features, that's the whole reason why I got it. And the deleted scenes. So there was this oh, one deleted scene. This is Tabby's favorite. Where Miguel uh, it's sees... Season one. Yeah, uh, season one sees Sam with Robbie. and It's in, then, the, it's in the backyard. That's where Miguel uh, first sees Robbie and them together. And then he goes in and says, WTF, Sam? What what is this? And then Miguel and then um Robbie goes, "Is this a guy you've been hugging?" And it's just it it's more so funny. funny on the thing. And yeah. the gag reel is just amazing. And now every time I see that scene in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, when is he gonna say it?" And then I realize that it's a deleted scene. Yeah, I mean, there's so much detail to get into. I mean, everything from the the karate and this, the martial arts is fantastic. Talk about stepping up your game from the Karate Kid movies mm-hmm. to insane action in these i mean (sighs) what i like about the character sam is that she had no karate kid background and then she comes in and plays daniel's you know daughter yeah and her boyfriend is just just what you're sam larusso you're (laughs) daniel larusso's daughter the funny thing is sam and robbie are actually like real life best friends yeah and they both are in relationships so it's funny because like we see it on her on mary's youtube channel all the time 
and like they do vlogs together and they travel and then do like mukbangs or whatever yeah so um i really enjoyed uh one thing i thought was really cool was uh for miyagi dough was the the training daniel did because i like the fact that right off the bat they established that doing the mr miyagi style of karate is nobody's down for it and they're like see i told you this was gonna be child child labor laws and i like that daniel immediately started to come up with his own thing his own style of things and i really enjoy like the freezer scene i really enjoy just like uh it's so cool to see especially stuff from part three like the kata you know uh i like the fact that the writers really love part three uh, and bringing in the storyline of Daniel used to be a Cobra Kai. Even Ralph Macchio forgot that yeah, part. Yeah, I forgot that he was a Cobra Kai. So Your then mom when, caught that right away. So then when they said that, I was like, wait, what? And then you told me about part well, three. Well, they show you the flashback. And then I was like, oh. Yeah. So there's so there's so much, you know, there, you could see the joy in Daniel as he's training and the, the happiness he's getting by seeing Sam and Robbie, how great they're getting. Uh, and then you just start to see his personal life fall apart, you know. And, and that's kind of that's kind of crazy because it's like everything that was strong in season one falls apart in season two. And the stuff that was falling apart in season one is strong. It becomes strong in season two. You know, his martial everything for karate was just terrible and then it just turned into a dojo. The only thing, my really only complaint about season two is something trivial, and that's there's no Karate Kid headband in season two. He Daniel never puts on the headband, not once. Does it all the time in season one, but never does it in season two. Never one time. There's not yeah. once he puts it on. Oh, there's one scene that I really, really like enjoy, and it's when um daniel is walking along the beach and he sees somebody that looks yeah. like um mr miyagi and then he's just talking to him and he says like a miyagi line yep and then daniel says you're a lot more like my friend than i thought yeah um there's so there's so much man the emotional heartstrings in this season is just it's crazy we didn't talk about the special guest star scene I mean, episode what? when um, Tommy and all them came back. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. So um, OG Cobra Kai uh, is in is in this show. And what I really enjoy is, is I Bobby was always my second favorite Cobra Kai because Bobby was the conscience of Cobra Kai. He was always the one trying to get Johnny to stop beating up Daniel. And he, Isn't that the one that when Chris said sweep the leg, he said, I'm sorry, I didn't want to do it? No, that's where he told him... Uh, you know, at the tournament, yeah, where he takes out Daniel's knee, yeah, and yeah, then he, and he says, goes, Sorry, but I'll be, do... but I'll be disqualified, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. So it's very cool that he becomes Pastor Bobby, which is really awesome because Bobby that's something Bobby would totally do because you know, uh, I guess, I guess in deleted scenes, he actually quits being Cobra Kai after that, but of course, we know he stays in Cobra Kai in the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2, but. I really like the fact that they made Bobby like, you know, a pastor because that's something he would do. He he was the conscience of Cobra Kai. And then you have, you know, Tommy, who, you know, I think for many, many years was so annoying to me with the whole body bag thing and just the way he was. But 
it's funny how, and I said this after I saw the episode, it's funny how 30 years of my feelings towards a character changed in a half hour. Yeah. Like the amount of like feeling and like, wow, you know what? He's really, really, he's really cool guy. Just it heart. It was heartbreaking. And you know what? I honestly didn't get the body bag joke until like a week later where I was like, oh, you know, that was a black, that was I black got comedy. That right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the scene where he's talking to Johnny, you know, and then which one? Who was it? The I think it was Tommy when he was like, you know, uh, you struck first with Allie. Yeah. You, the thing that, you, you know, I, I, who was that? Yeah, that was that yeah, was Tommy. Okay. That was where he was having his last conversation with Johnny before he died. And how crazy is it that he actually legitimately died just a few months later? I mean, I uh, forgive me with my ignorance, but I don't know the full uh, story of regards to his disease. But I mean, could it be that the writers knew that he was going to be that he was sick and they wanted him to be on the show? And I don't I don't know. Um, But I just I'm happy that I got this. I look at the Karate Kid differently now. You know, the whole get him a body bag is kind of I kind of smile now versus before I'd always be annoyed at it. And now it's kind of like it's just a good laugh because, you know what, he actually turned to be. a. They were all good kids that had a bad sensei. Yeah. And it's really cool that at the bar they realize, man, you know, we changed our life. Why would you want to bring that trash back into your life? And I like how Johnny is just like, look, I'm trying to do something different. And that's that's Johnny's character arc is that he sees the error of his ways that he doesn't see in, in, in the first season. You know, he has the funny moments if he doesn't know technology. He doesn't know what a Facebook hot is. Hot babes. Or, yeah, hot babes. That, that carries over. But the biggest thing of Johnny in season two is, is his character growth of learning from his mistakes and trying mm-hmm. to be better. He's and trying to change for the better. He's trying to change for the better. He wants his dojo to have honor, something that he feels the original Cobra Kai didn't never have. Had. You know, there was ne- there would never be a day where I would wear a Cobra Kai shirt. I-, I would not even think about it. I would always be like, screw that. There's no way I would ever support <laughs> that. But after this show... This is the new Cobra Kai. I wouldn't. I feel mi- the same way. I wouldn't mind wearing a Cobra Kai shirt because it's like you know what, not just because I love the show, but just overall, it's like Johnny's Cobra Kai is sure they got a they got a little dirt going on, but overall. And then if somebody were to be to ask you why you're representing Cobra Kai, and you could be like, I'm representing the Johnny Cobra Kai. Yeah, but I'm Yagi though. Tor- you know, we I'm have always Miyagi. We have our own battle of the dojos in here. Yeah. It's, that's why I would totally wear a Cobra Kai shirt with the Miyagi-Do headband, for, for real. So, um, good times. But, uh, you know, there's so much character growth. And, you know, a lot of shows these days I get kind of bored with because it's like it's the same old, same old. And it's like these guys, they as, as fast as they write the show, as fast as they create the episodes and edit it. I mean, literally when it gets released on YouTube... They've only had just gotten done editing like two weeks prior. I mean, literally when they get done, they release the show. It amazes me how fast they get this stuff done. And the amount of detail that is done blows my mind. And I guess it helps that you have three people 
that are writing this stuff because if somebody is off somewhere you can have the other two you know tell them hey you're kind of off there or that's uh, you know let's change this and i like the fact that ralph macchio and billy zapka are there to help you know this is what i'd like my character to do but for the most part they agree with where the writers are going with just a little bit here or there that they would change, you know. And I do know that Daniel, that Ralph Macho said there were some moments where he's like, ah, oh, I really don't want to take the Daniel character here. But when when you're given the big picture of this is where you start and this is where you're going to end, you go along for the ride. So there's a huge difference between season one and season two. I can only imagine what we're going to get in season three. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your predictions? What you think are going to happen? In season three or, you know, not necessarily what you would like, but what do you think is going to go down? What are your hopes, your thoughts? What do you think? I really hope that um, Dimitri, you know, wait, was he? No, he was in Miyagi. Yeah, Dimitri's Miyagi, though. He just learned how to block and he, yeah. and he took Hawk out I in really the I really hope that, you know, he learns more and becomes a better fighter than he was because, like, he's always been you know like the brainiac you know he never really thought about doing what miguel and hawk had done and you know he quit on the first day after he got punched in the nose right um so um where do you want to see you know what do you want to see happen with miguel what do you think is going to happen with miguel where do you think johnny and daniel are going to be talk about your favorite characters what do you think is going to happen for season three. Well, my favorite character is Johnny and then Miguel. Really? Yeah. And Man. then... Where's Daniel? Oh, that's what we could do. We could rank all the characters when we're done. All right. Where, where's Daniel fit for you? About four. Who's three? Who's... Sam. Three? Okay. Wow. Daniel's four? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. And then Hawk is five and then Tori and then... Hold on. Wait. No, I forgot about Aisha. And yeah. Hmm. This is harder than I yeah, thought. Yeah, it is. But my top two are Robbie. I mean, no, not even Rob. Um, Miguel and uh, Johnny. Johnny. There jo- you go. Yeah. Okay. I, there were so many characters I was thinking of. But anyway, talking about Miguel, I really hope that, you know, he's alive. Oh, the joke I make all the time we watch that is I say he's a part of Cobra Kai, and Cobra Kai never accepts defeat. So, you know, Miguel's not dead. Right. I, I know he's going to be alive. Yeah. It's a matter of, of if he's paralyzed. Is he going to be paralyzed? Is it going to be a recover? I mean, what kind of recovery are we looking for here? Because um, people can man. break their necks and you know still be able to you know live like a normal life. I mean, it's true. There's multiple wrestler. Well, Lita. Okay, let's talk about it this way. So there are some of our favorite wrestlers have been taken out due to neck injuries. So we have Paige who, uh, we did a huge episode. Did we, we talked about, um, you know, fighting, fighting for my family, which is one of our, which is one of our favorite movies of 2019, which is the story of Paige. And she got kicked in, in the back and by Sasha Banks. And it, it jacked up her neck to where, um, she can never wrestle again because of the surgery done on her neck. It's like she has an 80-year-old neck. So what if Miguel can never do karate well, that's, again? But that's where I'm getting at. Then we have Tommaso Ciampa, who's in NXT, who had uh, who had a similar neck injury, who's wrestling again. It all depends on the neck injury, where it takes place, and the kind of surgery you have. So 
I in real life I've seen wrestlers with broken necks re- come back and wrestle, aka Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people with broken necks who never came back in the ring, aka Paige. It all depends on the injury. So really some people are probably gonna call BS if they see Miguel is okay. He'll be by the end of the season, Miguel is back to back to karate again. They'll probably call BS. But that's their opinion. But us as fans, I'm sure we don't want to see him in a wheelchair the rest of the show. Um, What I feel could happen was in season one, episode nine, when Johnny and Daniel were at the bar, they were talking about how Allie is, you know, deals in the medical field. And there was a friend request from Allie. So if they bring her in in any way and they do something with her, I feel like they would put it towards Miguel's side since, you know, she works on the medical field. I, I hope so. And, you know, I hope it's just, honestly, if Elizabeth Shue is back, as much as I love Allie, as much as I love Elizabeth Shue, I don't want a scene with her and Daniel together. Mm-hmm. Make it Johnny and them because Daniel needs to keep, he needs to keep his his wife and his family together. I He already has enough crap going on. He doesn't need Allie in there. So if Elizabeth Shue is back, I hope it's a small cameo and I hope it's a conversation or help with Johnny and Miguel. I'm fine with that. The whole Terry Silver, Mike Barnes, I I don't really care because Johnny doesn't even know who the hell Terry Silver is. He doesn't know who Mike Barnes is. So why the hell is he going to help Daniel take out Mike Barnes and Terry Silver, all that crap? You know, whatever. I just, you know, I don't care about that. I, if it happens, I, the way the story plays out will determine how I like it. I want to see um, Miguel's mom forgive Johnny. Yeah. And, and like, I want to see... This is probably, like, you know, never going to happen. But if anything did happen between them and, like, you know, Miguel was, you know, actually Johnny's son, you know? N- no. That would never happen. No. But, you know, hey, you know... Never say never. Things no, because her she says in season one that her husband was abusive. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking about if Miguel becomes Johnny's son after Miguel's mom forgives him. Oh, and you're talking about getting dating. married. Yeah, oh, I thought you that. meant biological. I was like, what? No. But remember, we were joke. I was joking with you <laughs> that I said that uh, that. Robbie and Sam need to get married so Daniel and Johnny are family and stuck yeah. together for that that is a sick joke but I think would be hilarious. Okay, this was just growing through my mind and I growing don't, through your mind? Not, you know like what I a meant. parasite like no. the last of us? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that game. Yeah. But anyway, so like this would be really weird. So you know how you said Daniel welcome Robbie to the family? Right. And Robbie and Sam were, you know, Technically, they would be, you know, brother and sister if they were welcome to the family. Like, if he got adopted and she was making out and uh, dating her brother. You're a sick individual. No, because isn't that technically what would be have, had it occurred? Yeah, Daniel would have to, to they adopt. Te- they don't know that Robbie and Sam were a couple. They hid it. Well, they know now. Well, obviously. Yeah. But anyways, um, there's so much that... That could happen. The fan, I mean, we could go on for hours about fan theories, but, you know, needless to say, I am just, I love where is depressing ass story ending we have 
it makes me so excited for what we can get in season three because they did say season three is about rebuilding. And I did hear that Johnny might possibly go with Daniel to Okinawa to learn the history of Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. So having Daniel and Johnny and Okinawa together would be kind of crazy, but you would think that'd be episode nine, which would be really late in the season. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that would work out. Um, you know, and I don't know how the whole cop thing is going to happen with charges with, I don't know. We don't even know where Johnny ended up because he clearly walked somewhere because he threw his phone into yeah. the sand. He was, so he was overly intoxicated because he drank like, we don't know how many he drank before I mean, can, that. Can we talk about Cruel Summer and the chills yeah. that we have still to this day listening to that song and all you can see is everything going down. I mean, talk about taking the words of a kind of a fun song and manipulating them to match the scenes that are playing with the words. The flashbacks. Craziness. That whole scene from when I see Johnny sitting in the sand and all of these flashbacks come in, like when Miguel goes, Who's the man? I'm yeah. the man. The the scene and the scene with you know, when he gives hamburger, him the ghee. The, no, with the hamburger, and he says, yeah. I always have your best interest at heart. That always kills me mm-hmm. every time. You know, and it's funny. I, I, when I watch Karate Kid now, I see this version of Johnny, and it's like I see the, the Johnny that is being influenced in the wrong way, and that the, the heart of Johnny is deep down in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's, it's crazy how. I, I was always worried that this show was going to taint the Karate Kid universe, but it, it made it bigger and built it up and just made the universe just have so much more heart, so much more depth. And uh, and it's crazy, you know, and I love I love when I watch Karate Kid 2 and, you know, you know, I know uh, Karate Kid 2 is just over the years. It's gotten that much better for me. And it's just like. You know, the ice breaking scene that I that I think is the greatest scene in the entire trilogy. And then to have it, you know, in, in ripped th- away, ripped away from you is just insane to me of like, oh, my God, then the greatest just, scene. And, and the episode with the ice melting. And yeah. You never get to see it. Oh, so good. So um, obviously, guys, there's so much to talk about in this season and it's just so awesome it would be like a five-hour podcast yeah, just to get that. all of our thoughts out but you know for us this is this is straight up a five-hour movie because you know if we start it we want to finish it and you know it flows just like a movie and that's the way that they treat it is just like a movie so you know from beginning middle and end you just you have this crazy you know you know part two you know, it's like, as I said, the Empire Strikes Back of the Karate Kid universe of just, you know, you building your story. And then by the end of it, you take your rug and you sweep it out from your audience and you leave them with their mouth open and can't wait for the sequel. I mean, think about it. Back to the Future Part 2, you know. You uh, you got to the end of Back to the Future and you leave them with the cliffhanger and you had to wait, what, five years for Part 2? And then you get to the end of Karate Kid Part 2 and you're like, seriously, I have to wait for another one? But then they give you that immediate trailer to let you know, hey, Part 3 is on its way. All you got to do is wait a year. You know, thank what God. What are you doing? What? A stupid feather just in my freaking face. But <laughs> it, it, it was pretty awesome because that was the beginning of, of filming back to back, which, you know, we're happy about with Halloween. 
We, you know, we get a new Halloween next year and then the year after that. So it's pretty My awesome. graduation year. Yeah, it's pretty awesome that, you know, this season ended with such a cliffhanger that you immediately, all you wanted to know is that season three was greenlit. You didn't even care about when you were getting it. You were hoping you were getting it around the same time. But me, I was like, just please tell me I'm getting it. And they did. They announced it way faster than they did, I think, even season one. So I'm not sure the time frame of how many seasons they plan on going. I know that they would like to make this story last quite a while. I know Supernatural right off the bat had a five-year plan of beginning, middle, and end of their story. I don't know if that's how they want to do this for Cobra Kai, but... The way that they've done season two, it's like, man, good luck with season three. Because, you know, when I went into season two, I thought there's no way they're going to top season one. Blew me away. So now I'm at, I don't know how the hell you're going to top season two um, at this point. So overall, like, you know, as we're judging it as a movie, we like to rate our movies. You know, if if you're just checking us out for the first time, you know, we, we do the A through F. Uh, because we used to do five stars, but then we realized the letter grade, you get way more options because you get the, the minus and then the plus and all that good stuff. So you get way more in the variety there. So judging, all right, let's do for you. Um, cause I gave season one an a plus. Okay. Cause I thought it was phenomenal. The only issues I had with season one was I just didn't like Daniel's son. I thought he was not needed. He didn't take the story anywhere. And um, for this season, I definitely don't have that problem because he's only in two episodes and I'm actually interested to see where he could go for season three. Um, you know, and maybe Daniel was more more unlikable in season one than than I wish he it, he was more unlikable in season one than I wish he than than I wanted. But it made sense for the story and I went along with it and I was OK with it. Uh, in this season, I got the perfect balance of Daniel of being, you know, balanced out with karate, but unbalanced in his real life. And I think really the only criticism I would have for this season is the stupid criticism of no headband. Mm -hmm. You know, mine's pretty simple. Some people have legitimate issues with characters. They don't like Sam for whatever reason, you know, or or whatever. And that's that's fine. For me, I'm cool with it because I watch a lot of teenage shows. You know, so I see this kind of crap all the time. But these characters are so deep that these problems are totally we yell at the screen of like, just sit down and have a conversation or wrong place, wrong time. I mean, this show is all about this whole show is about misunderstanding. Yeah, this whole show. Yeah, it's either they should call it misunderstanding or wrong place, wrong time. That should be the name of this show. I mean, but seriously, if, if the show would go away. If this was a movie, it'd be called Cobra Kai. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. So uh, what's your rating of season one? And then what's your rating for season two? I give them both an A+. The only, like, there's nothing that I don't like about them. It's just like, yeah, I don't like, you know, certain actions that they do. But it's not to where I don't like it enough. To where it would make me, you know, taint my rating. Okay. It's just like one of the, it's just like the small things. Like, you know, the decisions they do, like, you know, Sam and Robbie, that's like my whole, you know, joke thing. Yeah. But it's like, it's nothing so big to where I would taint it like a letter. Right. So, 
I, for you, you you love all the drama and it keeps you engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the drama is so and the funny. OK, I would definitely agree that the funny moments, there's way more in season one than there is in two. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that would be considered a negative thing. For some, it would because it actually dropped the rating where they said season two is less fun. I laugh very little. But for me, I'm I'm. I'm an emotional person. The more emotionally invested I get, the more I'm in love with the story and whatever. And, you know, it's funny, like somebody could die in front of me and I'm like, whatever. But if somebody's crying on screen, I'm like tearing up. I don't know. Something about movies makes me cry. It's like I I don't know what it is. It's like the emotional connection you have towards all the characters. Like in 10 Things I Hate About You when she'd cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cry every time I watch that. It's like, why? I've seen this a hundred times. Why am I crying? I know what's happening. But when she starts bawling, I'm like, (laughs) I'm a little, I don't know. there's, There's this thing they say. Uh, it's an empathy. Uh, there's some TV viewers that it's it's something about your character that if you cry when other people are crying on screen, it's something about your insides. I don't know what it's called. Maybe somebody out there knows, but I don't know what it is. But like, I don't cry much in real life. But when I, I'm watching TV, I cry all the time. And another reason why I give this an A plus is for Amanda's acting. And the way that they hid her pregnancy. Yeah. How awesome was that? I mean, this, especially, um, you know, episode nine with the salsa dance. I mean, if you watch the, the Instagram photo, she's pregnant in there. But, man, they did a great job. I don't know if it's CGI. I don't know what they did. I, I, it had to be some CGI because clearly the fall of Miguel was in slow. You know, th- that fall was on a wire and they removed the wire. Yeah. But. I don't know what they did to hide her pregnancy, but that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are very upset with Amanda. They think she's they think she's a bitch and they don't like her anymore she's or whatever. She's doing that so that way she can save her marriage. Yeah. I, I get her frustration. I think she'll realize that Daniel needs the karate in his life. But, dude, her kids, uh, I mean, her daughter is in the hospital because of Daniel. So, of course, she's pissed. I get it. Some some people are, are upset with that. But the thing is, I get where these characters are. And, you know, like Hawk, you know, Hawk is a guy that he's super fun character. And it, it's fun to, you know, I guess it's not a good day to be a bad guy. But Hawk is also a dude who is pushed to his limit and doesn't want to go back to being bullied. And I'm very interested to see where his character goes in season three. There was one scene I really liked it was where um, Hawk and Dimitri were at the party and they were just sitting down and then Eli comes back for a split second and then he looks over at Moon and he just snaps right back to Hawk. Yeah. Talk about getting your girl stolen. I know. That's what happened in uh, Good Boys. Remember? No, we don't want to talk about. Okay, never mind. Just cut that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cut that out. So, anyways, uh, some of the characters are not in season two that you know uh, we're missing. Uh, You know, like Moon is there, but we don't have like Kyler. uh, We don't have the the other blonde bully. I don't remember the wedgie. The the front wedgie. Yeah, I know. People are yelling at me right now, but you know, sorry. That's fine. Whatever. So, um, do you think she's gonna come back in season three? It's possible. They always say that anybody in the universe can make a return as long as it fits the story. So, for me, my biggest interest is that I'm. I want to see where the Okinawa thing's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see Chosen 
um because i really i really love that guy and he was that the guy that you know fight to the death karate kid too the one that challenged him in the ice with the ice yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, all six yeah i love chosen um i don't want to see i don't want to see any love triangles with uh ali i don't want to see any love triangles with uh kumiko and uh i'm very i don't know man i'm hoping i'm hoping i'm i'm happy with it and uh I'm sure I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, I would give season two an A plus as well. Uh, it's just as salad, if not even more salad than season one. Um, season one is more fun. Season two is more emotionally driven. So I guess it depends on your mood. Uh, season two is way more action packed. There's action in season one, but there's way more in two because this time you have two dojos. You didn't have that in season one. So if I'm all about an action day, I'm going to throw on season two. If I want to laugh and all that good stuff, I'm going to throw on season one. You know, so um, overall, uh, absolutely love, 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 love this freaking show. Um, I mean, it's my favorite freaking show. I mean, obviously, my all time is Knight Rider. But in, in regards to current, Cobra Kai is the show that I, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll put it this way. I was thinking about this when I was at a stoplight. That generally, you know, for any of my shows, all I care about is that are they getting renewed and there's going to be another season? And then I'm like, okay, cool. Whenever it comes out, it's whenever it comes out. Cobra Kai is the only show that I legitimately am like waiting to find out when it wrapped, look for set pictures. I mean, I am like trying to get Cobra Kai information every day because that's how much I crave this show. And I haven't had that since. Since Knight Rider, I mean, literally, Knight Rider was the show I could not get enough of, and I haven't had that since. So, uh, it it's you know, it's thirty years for me till I've had a passion like this for a TV show. Yeah, and it's just insane to me. I I I was so like not against the show, but I was like, there's no way this show is gonna be good. I'll watch it, but I think it's gonna suck. And having you and Kaylee so invested in this show is awesome because the new generation is what pulls you guys in, but you mm-hmm. still care for Daniel and Johnny. Yeah. Same as your sister. And you still care for Mr. Miyagi, even though he's not there. So and I guess you wanted to play a ranking game of like your favorite characters. So I guess this should be fun. So I'll let you go first. Cause Oh, okay. I didn't even think about this. Okay. So we have Johnny, Daniel, Miguel. I'm not putting them in order yet, but then we have Hawk. We have We Aisha. have a lot of characters. We have Sam. We have Robbie. Crease. Crease. Oh, he's at the bottom. And, and, you know, you have the new, you know, Dimitri. You have the Dimitri. New, you have the new Miyagi-Do characters. You have the new Cobra Kai characters, which, you know, you have Tori. the like, Bert. You know, you have the little kids with the glasses, you know. Don't be a pussy. Stingray. You know, you that guy. Stingray, yeah. Uh, we have Moon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the- there's so we many gotta, people. Just do top five. There's no way we can rank them all yeah. in order. But. Okay, top five. Number one, Johnny. Okay. Number two, Miguel. Okay. Number three, Sam. Okay. Number four, Daniel. <laughs> wow. Number five, Hawk. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So for me, it would be Daniel, Johnny, Sam, Miguel, and then Hawk. That would be me. That would be my five. <laughs> I am always Daniel. Yeah. Always Daniel because he's my favorite movie character of all time. Yeah. So Daniel is, I mean, 
Daniel is my hero. So yeah, I'll I don't always know. be Team Daniel. I really don't know what made me, you know, fall in love with um, Johnny's character. I feel like it's because he's trying so hard to be the better person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just, I don't know, he's... He's he he's funny. Super he, funny. He's hilarious because he's so ignorant. That's one of the funny one of the funny scenes is in season two is when um Miguel comes in to talk to him about his mom and the dating app and then he says something about her food or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. He the, says something about the the gender thing. Gender what? Is this a joke? You know, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, hot babes. Hot babes, lose that mole, you know, then you'll be a winner, you know, stuff like that. Um, it was fun having the chick about where you called a bitch, you know, show up for the dating oh, app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. call you that. I said you were doing I it. I didn't to say me. you were a bitch. I said you were bitching at me, you know. You're so. the dude that put my TV on the wrong wall. Yeah. So, but yeah, for definitely like Sam, I never ever thought I would totally, but season two, I was like, man, if she does this karate just as good as she did at the end of season one, she's going to be awesome. And, you know, um, there's sand there's haters out there for sam hey i'm happy for you you got your reasons but i freaking love her if man nobody if everybody loves you and nobody hates you you're not doing yeah. your job right i mean she's a teenager she made stupid mistakes just like miguel's made stupid miguel made the least amount of, of stupid mistakes. mistakes he made a ton in season one he again Miguel is the one with the most honor of any character mm-hmm. in Cobra Kai season two. And, and, and you can at me at that and prove me wrong because I don't see any other way that he wasn't the most honorable character exactly. uh, of season two. And Hawk is just, he's just a fun character. He's a super fun, flawed character. Stingray would be at like the bottom of my list. Yeah. I can't stand that guy. Dimitri would probably be number six. Mm-hmm. And Dimitri was like my number 12 so for him to go up all the way to six, that says a lot of how much, and especially the no shelter mall scene. How badass was that mall scene? So freaking good. So I love, you know, again, we can go on forever, but we're done with our review of season two. Um, obviously, we spoiled the hell out of it. You've already watched it if you're listening to this now. Um, and we can't wait for season three. So feel free to, you know, talk to us on the chat. Uh, in the group about your thoughts because uh, you know we got some emails and we got some iTunes reviews to talk about so let's go ahead and uh, get into the STL Nation here what they had to say All right, so our first and only email, because, you know, uh, I asked for emails, and everybody's just like, eh, Mike never records anyway, so why the hell should I email in? So it's my own fault. But luckily, I got my boy, Jameson Very Good Rabbit, who hooked me up, sent an email. Here's what he said. How nice. Yo, Masoonises. Masoonai? I think that's what he says. Yeah. Mike and Tavi. Glad to hear you're back behind the microphone before the end of the year episode. Yes, I hope you'll be on that with us, sir. Hopefully we can make our schedules work. Um, I don't even know where to begin, but I hope this is your Cobra Kai episode we've been waiting for. I had a bunch of thoughts for you, but I'm too lazy to type them all up. 
I'll say it's a good season with some great moments. But now Daniel's daughter is giving me the same feeling his son did in season one. That feeling? Annoyance. Man, he raises some whiny kids. But the series continues being strong. Speaking of great series, The the Mandalorian is somehow exceeding my highest expectations. It's what this Star Wars nerd has waited decades for, which I'm very happy for you, sir. I've heard nothing but fantastic things, so that is awesome. Not only that, but I'm digging deep into Disney Plus every day. Some days it's Darkwing Duck and X-Men cartoons. Others, it's great Golden Age Disney flicks I'd forgotten about. It's a good time to love movies. And uh, I'm really, uh, you know, Flight of the Navigator is the first time I've seen it in HD. Love that movie. Oh, man, it looks so awesome. <laughs> Hope to hear from you soon. Maybe we'll, we can chat it up in the future. And if Charlie's listening, go eat some ravioli, son. Jameson, very good rabbit. I have no idea what that's about, but uh, good times. Thank you, sir, for writing in. So uh, we got something that we haven't gotten in a long, long time, and that's an iTunes review. But before I get there, so uh, I was pretty salty about a month ago because some douchebag wanted to leave me a one-star review. (laughs) You go away. We've got to talk about the French fries. (sighs) Yeah. Sorry, it's my cat who's jumping up here and just... Because he wants food. He wants food, and he's just annoying the hell out of me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about the French. What I mean by douchebag is, is this. Okay, so look, I get it, all right? If you're listening to a podcast and you don't like it, that's fine. Because guess what? There's like thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts out there. There's no way that a podcast is going to meet everybody's needs and everybody's likes. I get that, okay? So if I listen to a podcast, I usually give it like two, three, maybe four episodes just to see how I like it. If I don't like it, I just typically am like, okay, whatever. I just move on, right? Now, it's different if I've been listening to a podcast for a really, really long time, okay? And things change in the podcast. And, you know, like in our case, we changed things up because, you know, I retired. I came back and then added Tabby to the show. I was worried about how that was going to go, how people were going to react. But I would say 99.9% has been all good, happy reactions, which is what I was hoping for and I was grateful for and blessed for. But I could see if something like a show is phenomenal and it just tanks because of content or they do something and then you know you give your constructive criticism and you give them a negative review it's it's fine to give a negative review if you're going to give constructive criticism but if you're just listening or whatever and you give somebody a one-star review and you just take off that's really douchey because you know people take a lot of time and effort to create this free content for you and they pay money for you to download it. So, you know, if if you're doing the one star because you don't like it for whatever reason, at least give them a reason why. So they could, you know, take your feedback and use it to help change their show for a positive reason. But if you're just doing it to be a podcast douche, that that's where I got salty. Now, Jameson tried to calm me down, says it's nothing against your character. It's just some, you know, just let it go. You know, my boy Time Traveling Peter had the same thing. He got real salty when somebody left him a negative review. That's what happens as podcasters. You get offended. So, of course, you want the five-star positive reviews. And when you get the negative ones, it hurts. It really does. It feels like a punch in the gut. 
But what makes it worse is when you don't tell the person why you're leaving the one star review. And so that happened about a month ago. I was like, uh, did I just get a one star review? And then I looked and there and there was nothing there. And so, yeah, I was like, it kind of discouraged me. Another reason why I didn't want to come back. But just recently today, I went on and saw somebody left us a new review, which we haven't won since 2017. So this is the first one in two years. And this comes from somebody that I swear I know but I don't. It's from MC Crew. So I would assume Motley Crew 78. I don't know who this person is. So whoever you are, please let me know because thank you so much for this review. Here's what they said. The best, the best podcast out there. Michael and T-Mac do a phenomenal job and it's beyond enjoyable. Keep it up, guys. And then they do like four thumbs up because you can't see it in iTunes, but you can on the eye on your iPhone. So even though it was short and sweet. This was fantastic. Thank you so, so much for this review. Um, it makes me feel good. How do you like seeing a review like that? I like seeing... <clears throat> sorry. I like seeing... Like, Don't clear your throat. That's podcast etiquette. Can't do that. Go ahead. Sorry. I like <laughs> seeing a lot of positive, you know, comments. It's kind of like, you know, YouTube channel. Like, you know, you put your content out there. And then, you know, when somebody starts, you know, giving you good feedback, it makes you want to do it more often. Yeah. Now, you know, and like I said, if you don't like the show and you want to leave a negative review, that's your that's your right. You can do that. At least give your reason behind it. Don't just one star it and take off. You know, that's that's just me. That's what I just think is is the nice, polite thing to do. But, you know, whatever. I'm just I'm over it. I'll let it go. But for the person who did this, you totally make up. For the one star review uh, or the one star somebody left without giving me the, the feedback. So thank you. MC Crew, Motley Crew 78, whoever you are, please let me know because you're amazing. You're awesome. Thank you so much. And guys, I haven't had one in two years, so it's awesome to finally have a new iTunes review. So good time. So if you want to write into the show, please do so at stlpodcast.gmail.com. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. Just type in the STL Nation on Facebook. You can join the group there. And uh, that's where all of the communication happens in there. It's usually where we do votes, all that good stuff. So the intention is still to do uh, the Regina George uh, double feature. But, of course, that's going to have to wait until after the year-end episode. That's going to be our next one. That's the one we spend the most amount of time on. Expect that to be a long episode. Because uh, that's uh, that's 10 songs, 10 movies. If we can get Jameson on there, we're looking at another three and a half hour episode, which I'm excited for. That'd be sweet. Otherwise, it's just going to be me and T-Mac. So um, let's go ahead and get into the music spotlight. All right, guys, so we're going to get into the music spotlight. And you know what? Since we've been gone a while, we're going to do two today because I can't decide on one. And it's my show. And for the music lovers out there, 
we're gonna do two. Woo-hoo. Right after you just said we're doing one it's, of them, it's you true. end up doing both of them. Because I can do that. I can change my mind. So I'm gonna go with two songs that I'm absolutely in love with and uh, are easily going to be on my list. It's just a matter of where they're going to fall. So we're going to go with uh, Cobra Kai related in a way, uh, the you know, 10 degrees of separation or whatever the hell that's called. So there's there was this meme that was on uh, Instagram, like right after Cobra Kai season two, and it was a big school fight, and it was from 13 Reasons Why. And it's like, nothing's better than the school fight in 13 reasons why and then it has the picture of hawk where he's punching the people and he's like yeah and it says hold my beer cobra kai season two (laughs) so this song is i was actually in the latest edition of wwe survivor series it was the main song called teeth from five seconds of summer this chorus is insanely catchy and stuck in your damn head but surprisingly it comes from the 13 reasons why soundtrack which, you know, Tabby watches that show and I haven't. So I had to ask her, I'm like, wasn't there a school fight in 13 Reasons Why? And that's why they made this Cobra Kai thing. And she's like, yeah, that's what that was about. I'm like, okay, cool. But anyways, this song is freaking great. It's awesome. It's super catchy. It's fun. And uh, I dig it. I think, you know, it's all over the radio. You're definitely going to enjoy it. But there's one song that isn't all over the radio unless you have um, Apple Music. So... I have the Apple Music where I don't have to pay for ads or anything like that. It's unlimited radio. So this song comes on from this artist who is basically trying to be the new princess of pop. All of her favorite artists are like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Beyonce. And she's pure pop, 100% pop. And she's British. And her name is Kim Petrus. And she has a song called Icy. I watched the music video. I'm like, this song is insanely catchy. I sent it to my boy, Time Traveling Peter, Cobra Kai Peter. And he's like, dude, this song is amazing. And he said it has the uh, the bass, sounds like Starboy. So this song is super fun. It's called Icy. Um, check out the lyric video to this song because you may not understand the lyrics because she sings it so fast. But when you listen, when you watch the lyric video, then you're like, oh, that's what she says. So it's super fun. So I'm going to play Icy first and then I'll go into Teeth to, to end the show because uh, it's it's both songs are amazing. They're definitely going to be, spoiler alert, on my list. It's just a matter of where. So I'm super excited. So T-Mac, um, are you excited for the year-end episode that we're going to be doing probably next month? Yes, very excited. What are you doing? Are you sneezing I, over no, there? No, I was coughing, like doing that sound like cough. Oh, I was You're trying, killing me here, Smalls. I was doing it so that while you were talking, so I, I wouldn't do it when it was my turn to talk. All right, cool. So um, already did email, address, all that good stuff. Um, sorry about being salty on that whole one-star thing. I'm, I'm still trying to get over that. I'm sensitive. I was crying for days over it i i legitimately did a whole facebook post on it i had all my friends call me down because i was i was pissed man i was like if you're if it's fine if you don't like the show at least tell me why what your problem is but hey you know what Eh, whatever what's your problem man what's your problem man (laughs) all right guys so uh thank you so much for joining us on this episode we had a lot of fun and i hope you did too And uh, I hope you enjoy the music spotlights because they're super fun times. And we will catch you on the next episode. So until then, you guys have a good one. Take care. Masunis out.
Some days you're the only thing I know Only thing that's burning when the nights grow cold Can't look away, can't look away Beg you to stay, beg you to stay, yeah Sometimes you're a stranger in my bed Don't know if you love me or you want me dead Push me away, push me away Then beg me to stay, beg me to stay, yeah
you're the best thing in my life Sometimes when I look at you, I see my wife And you turn into somebody I don't know And you push me away, push me away, yeah Call me in the morning to apologize Every little lie gives me butterflies Something in the way looking through my eyes Don't know if I'm gonna make it out alive Fight so dirty but your love so sweet Talk so pretty but your Your love so sweet, talk so pretty, but you're.